Hello, welcome to Tape Deck. This is episode 8. This was originally going to be the first episode of a new season, because after the, the last episode was out in December, I decided to put that to bed and then I'd do a new season. But um, in case you haven't heard, there's been a pandemic, so the whole one-on-one interviews in the same place type scenario doesn't seem to work. So I had two more episodes, two episodes that were going to be in season two, so I decided to release them as part of season one and then figure out what I'll do afterwards. So this is episode eight uh, with uh, Hassan Atmane Alao. I think I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Hope I did. But um, Hass is, uh, he's an Eisler winning editor of Panel by Panel. Um, uh, he is the creator of Strip Panel Naked, an excellent comics analysis series on YouTube. He is a letterer, editor, writer. He's just kind of a, a jack, a Hass of all trades, um, who just seems to be doing everything in comics right now. He's a wonderful guy. Really, it's really interesting. His his trajectory into comics is so different from everybody else's. But um, we have a really long. I think this. How long is this interview? Like, it's got to be like an hour at least, right? It's like two to three hours. Two, it's like two, two to three hours. Okay, right. There's a bit in the interview where I basically end it and then we just kept talking and I decided to just keep it all because it was a really interesting chat. So, um, yeah, here you go. This is an all-new Tape Deck. Welcome to Tape Deck. Gonna have a creative conversation. Hello, so... um, uh, with me today is um, uh, I'm gonna butcher your name. So it's Hassan uh, Otmane. No, close though. It's a silent e. Okay, Otman. Yeah. Elhow. Close. Elhow. Elhow. Close. Okay. Yeah. You just say every letter apart from the e at yeah. the end of the first. Okay, part. that's fair enough. Well, let's see. I know how to <laughs> spell it because I, I see it all the time. But actually, I like. I, mean, I don't even. I like go call you Hassan. It's always Hass. Yeah, I don't really have to spell it. To be fair, mm. so that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I was. Uh, I was. Um, I know that like uh, you get a bit of a kick out of if you're lettering a book that like it <laughs> dominates more than anything else. But I didn't tell you this. We were working on a pitch at one stage, um, and I was just like doing the design for the cover, and I had a gradient going through. I deliberately had the gradient go through your name, <laughs> but more just like from a design point of view because I felt it's it was too dominant from yeah, all the other names yeah, that it needed sense. to be so- like and not like. Uh, edit like like edit or, or shorten your name mm-hmm. but just to soften it it just made the design just kind of gel quite nicely but yeah. i got a kick out of knowing that you got to get a kick out of it and i was <laughs> i was stealing that from you it's funny when it's like it's funny when it's like a two or three like quite short names hmm. and then uh there's like a dynamite book that's coming out soon that has like uh it's like three fairly short short names and then there's mm. like and then mine's like twice as long as everyone else's and it looks so shit and i feel i always feel really bad for like the design because it feels like so stupid to see yeah it. well i mean well that that's it like because uh, i you know your name should be honest but uh i think you know there's creative ways to make it work you know because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're right as from like because you know you you design books like you want it to look good you know yeah uh, I, don't mind, I don't mind splitting it like i think people yeah. have a problem with splitting it like at the hyphen which i don't really mind okay that makes sense but i don't mind doing a new line break or whatever yeah yeah but like, but, uh, but anyway, that was make very, it as long as possible. This is ridiculously inside baseball already. <laughs> um, what was it? So yeah, sorry. Uh, so you, how would you describe yourself? Uh, a YouTuber, an letterer, an editor? Like you, kind of, you're a jack of all trades. Yeah. What? What uh, is there something you do that, that that doesn't count there? I'm trying to think. Writer as well. Yeah, I don't write that much. Okay. But yeah, 
Uh, well, I've you do. You films. you know you write for for your publication too. Yeah, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you're, it's not like you just put it together. You actually write content for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What did you list? What did I we said, list? I said I said YouTuber. I don't know if would you like being called that. Once you introduced me to uh, I think it's John McRae. Yeah. Uh, 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 as a, and you only went with YouTuber, and I felt such a surge of embarrassment. Ah, uh, it's because I didn't respect for you. Everyone, <laughs> for everyone in the conversation. And, but, I, but and I, was like, I didn't know how to get out of it. I was like, oh, no, because uh, you can't just go like, no, I do other stuff too. Yeah. Because then it makes it separate. But I also, yeah, but then I also like enjoy making the YouTube thing. I just feel like, yeah, well, it's nothing, I don't want to go to someone and be like, I'm a YouTuber. Because I feel like, well, well it just doesn't sound like a real thing, you know? Pressure. Like, yeah, but neither does I make, I work in comics. That also doesn't sound where, like well, a real So thing. you were at the time, were you? Yeah, I think I'd let. I wasn't doing tons, but yeah, I think. I'd okay, let fair enough. Um, well, but, but you know, I've been a fan of like of uh, uh, so strip panel naked. Is yeah, your, is that's your, probably the thing that I'm, uh, probably more people see that than uh, they do. Would, would it be things. at this stage? I mean, it seems to yeah, do quite it's like well. Like, of, it's still quite a lot of people. So, uh, just to be clear, so strip panel naked is effectively. Uh, it's like. Um, I guess it's a comic analysis channel where yeah. you you kind of take different bodies of work and you'll maybe you'll analyze a certain uh, aspect of that book and you'll you'll take different work and different different approaches. But um, I remember you started out with Moon Knight, which is how. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's not how we met. We met. We met um, way before that. Yeah, you you and your brother were doing <laughs> a a an indie comic website yeah, at the time. Yeah. And my very first thing I ever worked Hero on, Killers, Hero Killers, yeah. yeah. And you asked if you could uh, do an interview. And yeah, I was like, oh, because I found interview. it. I posted it on the, uh, I posted it on Patreon, like on my Strip All Naked Patreon ages ago. Oh, did you? I didn't um, see it. When we did the, I think it was probably when I did the, because I did interview you, right, for a few oh, episodes, yeah. like September, like sure. three years ago or something. Mm. Um, and I think I found it. I found it like in my email. Yeah. Because uh, I think we'd done it over, I think we'd done it over like Google Hangouts or whatever it was called, like or uh, G Chat maybe. Or really? Did I just I, send you emails? I think it was emails. I'm okay, not, I, I wouldn't be good with the chats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't. That, certainly emails. then, because it was it was a it was long time ago, fifteen years ago maybe. Yeah, I was. I would have been like sixteen years old. Yeah. So oh, yeah, God. it would have been like fourteen years ago. Yeah. yeah. God, but um. Uh, so, so what funny. were you doing? Bet- so okay, so that's so, and then we met again when you started uh, doing strip panel. Yeah, like, it was because I was flicking through comics. I was on holiday somewhere, and I was looking for something to read, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just like flicking through comicsology, um, and I saw, uh, and I hadn't read comics for a few years. I hadn't mm-hmm. been keeping up with them, and I saw uh, Shalvey on a thing next to Ellis, and I was a massive Warren Ellis fan. Sure, and I was like, oh, that can't be the same, yeah. that same like random person <laughs> I interviewed have, like who would have thought? years ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I was like, oh no, I think it looks kind of similar. And then it had your name, and I was like, "There can't be that many people called Declan Shelby making comics." Yeah, um, and I bought, I bought like the trade because it was out in trade by sure. that point. I bought the trade and I just devoured it like in one sitting. And I was like, "Oh, that was incredible!" Mm. Um, and then that was what got me started. Just kind of reading comics again on a more regular really? basis. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I was because I I'd sort of, I'd sort of. Well, it happens to everybody. Everyone yeah, you kind sort of goes through. Off when uh, I had no money. Yeah, well, <laughs> as a student. yeah, if student, uh, you discover girls and you've no money. Yeah, you know, yeah. so. Something's yeah. got to give. You know? Yep, yep. It Sorry, Batman. <laughs> you close that door. <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't. It was because that would have been. When did you make it? When did it come uh, out? We, I think, uh, 2014. I think is when I drew it. Yeah, so, so it probably wasn't that long. So it's probably yeah, 2015 was mm. probably when I saw it. So for about three or four years, probably I wasn't reading comics like regularly. Yeah, and then that got me back into reading comics regularly. Sure, that's um, and to make it about me, but I'm just about to do it. Um, <laughs> I, that's been one of the nicest things I've heard. Uh, I mean, uh, I, uh, you know, lots of people have said nice things about uh, Moon Knight, but um, I hear a lot. Uh, it's the book that got me back into comics, yeah. which is crazy for me because that what you know. Similarly, when I was in college, I wasn't really reading comics, and it was um, it was Warren Ellis's Planetary. Yeah. 
and um, Mark Miller, sorry, Warren Ellison and, uh, and uh, John Cassidy's planetary. Mm-hmm. And um, Ultimate Arkwright. Arkwright, exactly. <laughs> you know, I got, I got to put my, my uh, money where my mouth is. But, um, and Ultimate's the Hitch and Miller's yeah, um, Ultimate's. And I just remember like blowing my mind. Yeah. And there's something, there's something about a comic that brings you back into the fold. Yeah, it was mostly you know. the writer. No, it? hey, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I barely, I had no considerations. For my entire career is based off working with that, that writer. But, um, I had the same thing when I, because I first got into comics and I read, so my friend had one of those uh, Black and White Essential Spider-Man volumes mm-hmm. that had like the first 30 issues or something like that reprinted in it. Um, and I'd never read, any, apart from like the Beano before that, I'd never read anything. And then I went to a comic book shop and now it was around the time that Bendis was doing New Avengers. Right, yeah. With Eminent? No. Hitch? Was it Hitch? I think it was Hitch. I don't think Eminent did any of the... Finch. Oh, so right at the very beginning. Yeah, it was yeah. Finch, yeah. Uh, the very first issues of... Yeah, yeah. First like year right of New... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember and that. I got back into... And that was the thing that got me Secret going Avengers. back to the comic book shop was... New event, new event. Sorry, no, new event. Sorry, it was like I was thinking, issue one of new event. It was Avengers. before Secret Invasion, and yeah, I remember there was like a lot of really good stuff sure. coming out at that time. Like. And it was also, I think, Ultimates had either just come out or had been out, and I bought in like a little mini Marvel must-haves thing, which had like the first few issues. Oh, right, okay. So I read like three issues of the first or second volume of that, and I was like, you know, because it was like a movie, right? It was like a summer blockbuster. Yeah, that's what it of, felt like. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that was what got me back into that. That was the first thing that got me going going to comics, and then yeah, I ran out of money. Very, very, very quickly. Yeah, it happens. Um, but so what was, uh, so that's what I was kind of curious about. So, you know, like we, so we, we talked when you were a teenager and, uh, and the gap between. So what did you, what was your actual education? What did you go to college for? Uh, for film production. Oh, okay. I, want, I wanted to, I wanted to draw comics, right? Sure. So that was my thing. And then, uh, and then you, but you had to draw, right? You know, had to know how to draw. That does, that, was, hand, that tends <laughs> to be the case. <laughs> that was the stumbling block for me for a long time. Um, and I applied, so I did, because I remember my school was like, you should apply for like, apply for the thing you want to do at like a bunch of different places, but right. maybe have like a different thing okay. just in case they don't think you're good enough to do that thing. Sure. And so illustration or, or something it was something like illustration was like my okay. backup yeah uh but i don't think i got accepted for that for obvious reasons and that i couldn't draw anything um but i, I figured that i got into but you film. clearly have an uh, like you have a good eye you know like hence why you're the design work like you know i mean you've beautiful eyes. eyes i'm looking at you right now but <laughs> uh, no, but you've got you've got uh i can tell you have an aesthetic and an but approach but, but, but the physically draw. drawing is yeah. different yeah um, I can I can draw like a I can draw an okay Batman head okay uh, which because it's mostly a mask right I don't actually yeah. have to draw it yeah. I can draw a mouth yeah <laughs> and a just like whenever uh, I'm doing sketches people are like like oh you know whatever you want to draw Batman it is <laughs> <laughs> like circle black ears eyes Easy. done yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no but I, and I got into film like when I was like 17 because I was like you can still do visual stuff but you sure but then it's about like figuring out how to do that with a with a tool which, with camera which seemed which was easier than the the, pen, the tool of a pencil or whatever yeah. Um, so yeah, I did. So I did film production for for three years. Okay, and so you always had. I mean, so you had an eye for story and narrative and visuals, and we'll say, like, that yeah. was something that you sure. always kept with you. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when um, so what? Well, so you read Moon Knight, uh, changed your life as you, as you say. <laughs> or, um, but what was it? Um, what was it that made you want to like make uh, an actual video about? I mean, because okay, YouTube's clearly a thing by by uh, then. This is like three, four years ago. Yeah, it was 2016, right? So that yeah, it would have been yeah four probably. years ago. So yeah. I did it in like January of the year it came out. Even though I didn't do the episode until June or mid. Like, that was November for some reason. November's in my head, but I could be wrong. No, I think it was like no, I'm pretty sure it was summer. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it was like June or July. Okay, um, and I but I I didn't like January uh, when we got 
No, it was no, it was later than that. It was when we got a dog, so it was like March or April that year, mm-hmm. and I was just at home with this dog, looking after this puppy for two, trying to train it for two weeks or whatever it was. Um, and I really wanted to. I really liked every frame of painting, and I wanted to. And I was googling yeah. like I was on Reddit like, is there every frame of painting? But for comics and people were like, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, well, I'll try and have a go at making one of those things because my job was just making like corporate video stuff. So and a lot, and we'd done a lot of stuff with like doing voiceovers and and kind of we'd just done a project with a university doing like a kind of every frame of painting thing like yeah. with their students where they'd like written a bunch of video essay style things and we'd recorded them with them and helped them edit them and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's probably fresh on the brain so i like wrote one and recorded it uh and then i showed it to helen uh, my partner and she was like i think it's really cool but you you sound really boring because i have a naturally <laughs> monotone voice and i was and i took that as as just as a this was an awful way to spend your day. Okay. So I, I sort of shelved it and then I came back to it like months and months later and I was like, she's right. Like I just, I'm like, and then you can see in the background that the, and it was really, well, So really were you, had you written a script that you were yeah, reading so from? Yeah. That's probably a huge part of it because you don't, I just have I don't a, think you I have, have a monotone voice. Like, whenever I would answer the phone, people would be, yeah. the first thing people would say to me is like, are you okay? Because <laughs> I sound, as, I would like answer like, hi. And they're like, are you, everything okay? And I'm like, I'm in a great mood. But yeah. my voice was just naturally uh, sad, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I re-recorded it doing the thing that, which was stupid because it's the thing that I always had to tell people to do, which was yeah. just smile when you record this thing. Okay. And so I spent the whole Does time actually, yeah, yeah, I can reading hear, a script about Moonlight with a big happy mm. smile on my face and yeah it, well there was it when I when I when I so I can't remember I don't think you sent it because we wouldn't have talked in, in I think I just tweeted it like tagged yeah, you in a tweet yeah or and I remember like just well one being really impressed with uh, the production uh, like any like you know it's something I, I'm trying to get better at now like with actual uh, you know uh, using design programs and whatnot but um uh, it was just so well made. Mm. One, two, it was about me, which I loved. Um, but I, you did sound like you really liked it. Like other than, like say, every frame of frame of painting, uh, yeah. the delivery system that isn't really like that. It's kind of yeah. more, a little bit more, kind of. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Academic. Yeah, you know. Uh, whereas, but it actually. It was not like, like, hey, or even like now you'd have it on YouTube. Hey guys, so today we're going to talk about whatever. You know, you're you just sound like you're genuinely enjoying yeah. it, which I think is a little. I don't. I wish I because I look at like you know like when YouTube videos end and then the guy like pops up or the girl pops up and they're like, yeah, click on the thing and, then, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. That's, yeah. They, these people seem cool. Uh, I don't. I can't get myself into that bit because yeah. I'm too. I'm too like a. I'm too. But like it's aware. part of the. It's part of the language of it though, isn't it? Yeah, like, I'm I mean, not I, really I hate part. it too. But like I, thumb, doing cool thumbnails my thumbnails are so bad yeah it's always just like an, it's like an essay in a thumbnail and I'm like why are people going to click on this but like it's, <laughs> it's like I'm actively dissuading people yeah. from enjoying but so, it but so when you you did that and like you seemed to get a really good reaction um, yeah. what made you like so you're like was it oh this is cool I could do more of this yeah it's like, the first time were, in my were you, life were you reading more comics like you said you were reading Moon Knight but were you reading more comics at that time yeah because it was that was like a year after I'd uh, oh okay right. after I'd read Moon, Moon Knight for the first time so that mm. was like um, yeah, so I, I was really, I had a massive pull list at that point because I had like a job mm-hmm. uh, and so I could spend money on things and I, I had like a big pull list at my, my local shop and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, far too, spending far too much money on comics. Um, so yeah, so I had loads. So, so it, like, I think it went up on Reddit. Like, I can't remember if I posted it on Reddit or not. I probably did. Mm. And then there was like a bunch of comments and I was like, oh, people are like, I should keep doing this. So I did like a whole bunch in like the, in the first couple of weeks. I did loads. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Black Widow and Southern Bastards and That's right. Saga even, yeah. I think. I did like a whole bunch Some of really stuff. really good stuff coming out around then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I did a whole bunch of those and then uh, was, I had no spare time anymore so I had to slow it down. Yeah. But I sort of felt like I should strike while the iron's hot or whatever mm. to use a 
over the East End. Mm. But and what made you like so now you've been doing it for four three, four years? Yeah, yeah. Like coming up to four And years. like, you know, so that's that's that. <laughs> and in the meantime, you have uh, and we'll get in, uh, get into panel by panel, but like you've basically created your magazine that you edit and publish yourself, yeah. uh, or pu- publish digitally, um, and some in print. And you're also like a professional letterer. Like, has that stuff? Did any of that like kill? I guess the weird thing is, once you really get into something that's your hobby, it yeah. can really start to kind of wear you down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. making that kind of content, which is again, which is what I liked about uh, like about Strip Panel Naked, is that it feels like you're enjoying it. It feels like it's something you're genuinely into, mm-hmm. and you can't really force that. Yeah, you know, or maybe you can. No, I I I don't have to have less time to read comics. Sure, um, but. Uh, yeah, I still yeah, I still like comics. Yeah, mm. no, no, but what that's was fine. That but no, uh, well, but it's not the reading comics, but but actually making content about oh, right, it still. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like uh, like with lettering, you know, it's a lot of work and yeah. it's uh, tough deadlines. And does that not kill your enthusiasm for? No, they're very separate. Like they're very separate. Like things to get into. I like still strip our naked is probably still like my favorite thing. Yeah, uh, to do, but it's and it's and it's also the thing that's easiest to put. Uh, as the least priority, because I'm the only one that's like responsible for that. Yeah, if that makes sense. Whereas the magazine has like a, it has to come out every month because people have kind of like pre-ordered it and they sure. pay for subscriptions. Mm. The lettering has to get done by a deadline because they're going to print and they're, they're going to sell. Strip Alnig is like the one thing where I, I at one point I was doing like four episodes. I was doing like one every single week. Yeah, that, that was like a year. Well, even I have no for, idea how as, I did somebody, that. as someone who was it was it, for me it was too much. I kind of stopped watching. <laughs> right. no, not stopped watching, but uh, again it was just, it's just too much. Finding the time to yeah. actually because like I could see what you're doing is like that's cool. I must watch that. Yeah. And then in the space of time you have another one out. So you, I just kind of you know I just didn't yeah. have the time to actually watch the stuff that you were making. Yeah, I um, I, I did one so twenty. 17 i did like i did like 50 episodes in in a year was that were you you weren't prof- working as a professional at the time were you no i wasn't okay. no that was my last year in my like my old job so so i would assume that like that's kind of the glue that holds the internet together really is is reliability isn't it yeah no, no i wasn't gonna say pornography it's, it's, <laughs> it's the, the problem is like with youtube is like because i don't really understand it but there's like algorithms and sure they want you to like make longer content and really regularly more way more so than once a week so i was already in a bad place by only yeah. doing like one episode a week so to me it was like to do two a month is not the end of the mm. world because like already youtube probably not going to be pushing my stuff compared to someone who's doing like three or four episodes a, yeah. uh, a week dude do you want me asking like uh because i'm just so curious about it like um like were you making money via youtube or did it no, have to be ad, i've only got ads on like i have ads on like one episode did just, it matter just, just to see like yeah. if it would do anything and i think i make like a dollar every two or three months sweet so, <laughs> so it's so it's awful yeah pa- it's patron, weird patron is yeah is for patron, sure my patron uh is, is pretty good yeah um uh and, and just I like good, to keep it popular. i assume it's good that uh you're making enough through patreon to like it's ju- the time you're spending on it is justified yeah, I don't think about it too much, just in case it isn't. Um, I guess so, yeah. It could be demoralizing. It probably, it probably isn't. Yeah. But, like, because I do loads of stuff on the Patreon, like, extra stuff on the Patreon, which is really good fun. So I don't know if that necessarily counts. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's at a healthy level, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so, where, so then, okay, you did the Patreon, and that helps uh, with um, uh, Strip Panel Naked. Um, what made you want to do panel by panel? Like, you were already doing a comics analysis yeah. content. Uh, online so it's you know it's not like uh, I mean like I'm a fan of what you do because you know and I feel like this is leading to a 
but in the, but stop doing no, it. No, no, not at all. Um, uh, no, I, I'm I'm trying to be careful about what I say because I've I've gotten uh, bad, I've gotten criticised for uh, for stuff I've said in the past. Um, I'm uh, like I I fuck, I hate comics criticism for right. the most part. Right. Um, it just drives me crazy. Okay. I think it's a lot of people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Um, just yammering on on the on, on the internet. Yeah. What I like about what you do is. Um, it's it's constructive. Um, it's criticism, um, but it's it's journalism, and it's 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 evaluating the form yeah. rather than looking at things through a very particular lens that is very popular now. We don't know where it's going to be in two, in, in in years to come, but it's easy to tear stuff down. Yeah. What I like about what you do is you you build stuff up effectively. Yeah, I think there's, not, a, there's not, a place for it. I think. No, I agree. A, I agree. Yeah. I just feel there's a there's a proliferation of one right. thing, and there's not a lot of what you do. If everyone did what you do, of course it would be you know everyone just be patting each other on the back, which, yeah. which can happen because yeah. comics is so closed. You know, a small small group. But I don't think there's a lot of people who do what you do, and I really like. I appreciate. I feel like you're adding positivity to a conversation that can get very very negative. Yeah, I just because it's all based. Like I just. Do, make the stuff that I kind of would want to would want to read sure so like um, I was writing articles for Comics Alliance mm. I was doing like strip panel naked articles like I think every week for Comics Alliance and they were paying me it was like $25 for the, for this article which was maybe about eight, 800 words 1000 mm. words something like that um, and they also didn't seem to edit me in any way they just sort of like I think for the first one they asked me what I would want to write about and then after that I just like wrote it, mm. sent it to someone. They were like, "Yeah, that's fine," and just put it on, put it online. I was mm. like, "Okay, cool." So basically, they were just paying me like twenty five bucks a week just to write about something that was that was. But you'd already you'd already done the work anyway, like yeah, you know, yeah. you've done the preparation, so you're just making so I was money. Just, yeah, I was like, "This is great." So I, I did that, and then they comics lines closed down very quickly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Coincidence? May, <laughs> may have been business decisions like that. Um, and then I so I got a bunch of emails from people, uh, and I'd reached out to a few different places, and I was like, "I, I want to carry on doing this. It's quite good fun." And most of them were either not paying, would not pay me, or they would do like the paper click thing. And I was like, it's trip on. Like, it's such a niche audience. Sorry, what's paper click? Paper click is like, uh, you, uh, you get like a, uh, an amount of money per thousand people that view that page. Oh, okay, right. And it was not a lot. And I was yeah. like, well, there's not, there's not a big audience. So if I'm not getting paid, and, or if it's like that kind of way where I'm not really going to get paid very much, I may as well just do it for myself. Um, but then I was like, but I'm already doing it on the Patreon anyway. So I don't, mm. I'm, I'm like, then I'm just kind of doing more for the same people, which is not necessarily a problem. But uh, the fun part about that was getting it out to other eyes. Um, and then I was chatting to Dennis Camp, who a writer mm. did like Maxwell's Demons of Vault. Um, and he, uh, I was like, I kind of want to like magazines. Like I really like magazines. And there's yeah. a magazine called Little White Lies. I don't know if you get here, but um, it's like a film magazine. Okay. And I, we ba I basically like I took that model, which was they take half the magazine and talk about a particular film. Cool. And then the back half is all just, you know, it's just reviews of every film that's coming that's right. out that month, which you can't really do with comics. Um, yeah. And I, I really like that because it was like, even if the film wasn't particularly great, like even if their feature, their cover feature was not the best film in the world, mm. it was really interesting. I always find like the behind the scenes stuff really interesting. Yeah. And having like a bunch of different essays on different forms and looking at like the history of the work of the director or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's loads of different stuff you can do just to kind of like 
add more flavor to a to a film that you think is kind of interesting even if you don't yeah. think it's necessarily like the best film that's come out that month you think it's like an interesting film still mm. so i really like that of like giving someone more like you, we were talking before we did this about like you went to see some films that you didn't think were very good yeah but you had like really long conversations afterwards and uh, sometimes i didn't they were very good i really really hated them for them. <laughs> right <laughs> right but, you, but then but the the fun part is the conversation afterwards sure. right and yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. always necessarily have someone to have that conversation with and mm. also sometimes you don't have the the insight from someone else's perspective to add yeah. to that conversation. True. Also, you know, say something like going to see a movie can be a communal thing. You can do it with people. You don't read comics with a group. True. You know, so True. you don't really see, you don't have that kind of level of communication, like, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the way that most people will talk about films, if they go mm-hmm. see Star Wars or whatever the, the main, you know, whatever it is at the time. So it's, I think it's really enjoyable for comic fans to have a place where, they can like, talk about that stuff, yeah. you know, in, and that, in the, that, that kind was, of that was the aim. Was like, go, well, like, here's a here's a comic that we think is really interesting this month. Like, and let's talk, look at it from like you know a bunch of different angles. Let's interview the creators. Let's see how they made it, and then let's talk about like mm. costume decisions or whatever it could be in you know different forms or the kind of lore it's it's kind of referencing in, in other work that kind of thing mm. and just create something that's a bit more like it gives you more mileage out of a book that you hopefully found interesting yeah as well. like the, the 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 material's already made so it's just another place to kind of celebrate it a little yeah, bit yeah yeah were there were there, were there when you were doing this uh were people telling you what you should be doing a lot yeah there was a I, like sometimes i sent it out to people like yeah. quite early on and i had there were some people that were like this is really cool and there were some people like you should be this. You maybe you should make it this instead, or make it this. Yeah. And again, it's like uh, probably a bit stubborn, stubbornness on my part. I don't part. know. I mean, I think you've, you kind <laughs> of. I, mean, I just want it to be a, what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Like I mean, but, but that's why I wanted to ask. Was it was it tough to kind of be like, I I have something in my mind, and that's what I want to do. And thank you for the input, and I appreciate <laughs> it. But that's not really where I'm going with it. Yeah. That yeah, was really because no? it was like because okay. if it if it didn't work, it didn't work. Mm. And originally, when I was originally planning it. Um, it w- I didn't plan it to be like a monthly thing. I just thought mm-hmm. I'll do one every now and then as like a cool special thing. And then sure. the reaction was was kind of so positive to the first one that I thought, mm-hmm. again, same with Street Pile Negro. I was like, I, let's just keep the momentum going on this yeah. thing. Uh, I was like, let's just let's just roll straight into like the next one, start trying to put one together. Well, I mean, well, and I should, I should for, for anybody who doesn't know, um, uh, Panel by Panel is a monthly magazine, uh, online magazine, basically. It's digitally, you yeah. release it digitally, um, pay through... Um, Gumroad. Gumroad. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's just a digital magazine. You download a PDF and it comes out every month yep. and you concentrate on specific comics with a lot of contributions from other people about whatever they're reading or yeah. you analyze different aspects. So I just really didn't say what it was <laughs> so when we the, started talking about it. The first half is about one particular thing yeah. from with like a bunch of different essays and the mm. big interview. And then the second half is like unrelated to that comic but we do like craft features or interviews with creators where they interview each other and, and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, like I, I mean, I love, I love stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, and I suppose it's tough. Uh, uh, you don't see much of that online either. Like even through websites or whatnot, there's that, not that type of, that that content isn't even been giving out for free effectively. So yeah, it's, yeah. like, it's a great place to do it. It's weird the interview thing. Cause like, I love reading interviews. Yeah. But when I spoke to a bunch of other, uh, like critics or people that write for websites, that was the one thing I, would, I got feedback from people saying like, people don't read interviews. Like they, they don't read, <sighs> web, but also website interviews are kind of different than what, we do that's I guess. true yeah but it, interviews were like, but it's also like my one of my favorite things to read is like an in-depth yeah, interview me with someone too. just talking yeah. about their work. like yeah you know you were reading the eisner miller book recently like I, I read that at the time when it came out and um yeah i love because you well it's not just interviews but an interviewer uh interviewing somebody isn't the same as a creator talking to another creator it's yeah, partly yeah, yeah. the reason why yeah, i do yeah. this as well is because um is like, like you and me were having a chat before this but like 
Uh, and we we were talking about some creative stuff, but what I like about this doing this podcast is I have friends who I'll chat away and we'll talk like about like you know I don't know industry stuff or whatever. Yeah. But you tend to not have craft conversations unless you're drunk. Um, <laughs> and uh, and what I what an excuse to do this is to have a space where I can literally just talk about that stuff. Yeah. Especially with somebody who you like or respect who you don't want to be annoying. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll move over for the no, next. No, no, I, I don't. I don't like or respect you. Um, but um, you know, uh, like say I had Marco. Martin on for a while before and I was hanging out with him and having you know lovely chats nice mm. guy but I did want to be like so when you worked on this because you know you feel like a weirdo <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. by doing the podcast is an excuse to actually ask those uh, yeah. nerdier questions um, but uh, as regards um, so how long Panel by Panel has been going on two years since 2017 like June 2017 I start things in June for some reason yeah and you, are you still are you still engaged with it are you still enjoying it yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, it's different every month yeah. it's, it's, it's hard like I really like the bit, my favourite bit, now this is going to sound bad, but my favourite bit is like the week after it's come out where I don't have to think about it for a mm-hmm. week. That's, that's a really fun week. Uh, and then the, the bit is like two days beforehand when it's like done and, and I kind of like flick through it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, I can't believe we managed to pull this thing together again like month after yeah. month. Because it's really long as well. It's like 100 pages. Yeah. I really, it's far too, every, my dad, when my dad sees them, because uh, I've had some print ones done. Yeah. Like my, I, I had some delivered. My dad rang me up and he was like, these magazines just came. And I was like, yeah, he goes, too big. Too, far too long and I was like I think they're alright because you need to make them half as long and I was like no 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 I think they're fine and each, I just heard him just go no uh, uh, I mean, they are very long I mean but they feel substantial you know yeah yeah which, like, is, which is what I want like, I remember when I got I used to buy Empire when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. you know like I devoured the hell out of all yeah. of it you know um, and but if it was thinner it would feel I feel more slight, I think. Yeah. You could just do the features on one thing. That could be what it is. Yeah. But I don't think you'd enjoy it as much. No, I, yeah. Part, part of the, the, the putting it together and the panic of putting it together is quite enjoyable. Like, yeah. I quite like that, like, the fear of, like, mm-hmm. oh, will this get done in time? Um, like, I'm having that next. So now, uh, January's is out on Wednesday, as we're recording this, like, on the Wednesday. So in, like, three days. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite ready yet. <laughs> so that's quite stressful but I'm already also because it's a quick turnaround for February as well it's only like right. three weeks mm-hmm. so th- I've got to get the second one the February is done in like a week after this one comes out which is mm-hmm. horrible and then March and it's just it's re- it's like time keeps moving right yeah. it doesn't time doesn't stop for a few weeks mm. which is quite it'd be nice if it did for the magazine it'd be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be nice if it, well, it's just time vanished for like two or three weeks and then it, yeah yeah I, would, I mean that's I mean especially if you're a freelancer you know like that like time is is gold dust, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and but it, it just, is good. But it is good fun putting it, and like I love laying it out. Like yeah. I love laying it out, so, and all I love. All, I was going to say I love editing it, but that's essentially that's all there is to it is editing mm. it and laying it out. But I really love I love working with writers and like getting the things kind of refined, and yeah. I love all that process. But I mean, it must have been. <clears throat> I, I know. I'm sure it's not the reason you were doing it, but like, it must have been a really good way to uh, talk to a lot of a lot of writers who are working like doing big books now. At the time, I think remember. Uh, I met uh, Lonnie. No, yeah, it was Lonnie. <laughs> ah, crap. Which one was it? No, it was. Yeah, it was Lonnie. Um, <laughs> I met him in New York, and uh, I knew his writing. Uh, he was doing some X Men stuff or something. I was like, yeah. "Oh, hey, nice to meet you." And he's like, "Oh, I wrote the feature for Savage Town." Yeah, he wrote a piece of that. I was like, yeah, "Oh, right." Yeah. I did, but I didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it's like a nice place for. Uh, I don't know. You've offered for me to do stuff before, but it's it's, it's a nice place where. 
a creator can get involved on a fan level or yeah, as a yeah. as a reader, you know, and engage with something yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a in a critical way. One of my favourites is uh, Aditya Bidikar, yeah, um, <clears throat> who hopefully should be like winning an Eisen this year if mm. I have my way. Um, so he he's been writing like a, a letter of process thing where he like yeah. looks back at. So he's doing. I think he's just writing one tagline line for February's issue at the moment. Nice. He's done like Tom Oz and. Uh, they've just been like, they've been so interesting and like sort of stuff that I haven't really seen anywhere else. Because essentially my, what I said to him was like, do you just want to write about a letter that you love and why you love them? Yeah. Uh, and he was like, yes, absolutely. And so I want to kind of do more of those with like, so he's got a run he's doing of like six. Mm. And once they're done, I kind of want to get some artists to like write about artists that they love. Oh, man. Or some writers to write about writers that they love. Yeah. Um, because it's really because that's like the sort of thing where I just, I just don't see that sort of thing anywhere. Uh, look, I love that type of stuff. But you're yeah. right, there's no, I mean, if a website did it, would anybody even look at it? Like yeah. it's not, it's not what people go to. Web- I mean, I look again, I would, but it's the same as, it's the same as being a creator. Like there's books I'd love to do, but like that doesn't mean anyone wants to actually read <laughs> right. them. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I'm always and, surprised and, that people read panel by panel. Like that's, that's always the biggest thing. To was me. your, was your hope that it would become a huge success and then you start doing print editions every month? No, and- because print editions then have a whole other nightmare, which is like they have deadlines that would be way in advance of the deadline that I but, normally and there's put. actual <laughs> money. Like, I mean, like yeah, I'm yeah. not saying, it's, it, it doesn't cost anything because it's, it's resources yeah. but like you're not paying for printing and you're not paying yeah. for distribution and you're I, like, for- I like I like the because like so we're launching some books we're launching mm. some books in like yeah, a was, couple of weeks yeah I was going to get to uh, I, yeah. was, I was getting there alright I know what I'm doing Sorry. I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> um, yeah so this is a, you've been doing this for a couple of years and now I saw that you announced some books and I I mean it's curious I'm looking at them going I don't know if I have any interest in these, but I love that you're doing them. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm I definitely good. It's the same as everything else I've done, which is just, I have an interest in them. So yeah. let's just see if someone else will go with it. Yeah, it's it. not like you're looking, it's like, there's a gap in the market for this. I could be making X amount of money. I mean, there is a gap in the market to a degree, yeah. whether it actually makes any money is another thing. But yeah. if it's a creative <laughs> space that is that is keeping, like, yeah. if if... If for nothing else, this was just keeping you creatively engaged with material. Like I said, being a freelancer can, you know, it's working in comics has definitely killed people's enthusiasm <laughs> for being. Not me. I'm. I. You know. I. I. I still love it, and I love. I love the medium. But it. I can see why it does burn people yeah. out. If this is something that just keeps you engaged, it's worth it for that. We. I mean, we've been doing them for a while, so we've got we've got six on the go at the moment, and four already. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of do four because. Those, those four have been so ready for what, a while. What are they? Explain what they okay, are. Okay, so they're called Panel by Panel one-shots, and they're physical first. So digital may come at some point. But I want oh, to, they're I, physical first? Yeah, so I oh, want wow. them to be specifically like a book you would carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like A5. I'm doing hand motions. And they're they're only, they're, you know, they're about 80 pages-ish long. Um, and the, the whole point of them was to be like, because I really like reading criticism and long-form criticism yeah however a lot of the comic book criticism that i've read is really really academic which is not not my way of engaging with it like can um, you give me an example there's like a whole bunch of books that i got recommended from nick Susanis, who's a, a comics educator and also did this incredible uh, book called unflattening which is an amazing like mediation on the concept of like visual ideas but as told through comic books cool and it's it's genius like genuinely well, like, I never, one I of have, the smartest books I've ever seen um, but so he recommended a bunch and so I checked a bunch out and it's it's they're very just like it's it's like academic film books and those were never my favourite my favourite were like the stuff that like Little White Lies put out a bunch of little books and things like that I keep basically just copying Little White Lies as a whole business model Look. Um, and but they're a bit, a bit more engaging where they're, they're designed to be read uh, and not to support like academic theory or something like that sure um 
And so I wanted to do more books like that where they're short enough that you can sit and read them in one go if you wanted to with a cup of tea, but right. also you can kind of chip away at them as you go. And uh, they're designed to be as accessible and readable as possible. And yeah. They've got loads of little subheadings, kind of little mini chapter breaks. So these are their A5? A5 size. So it's like, that's handy. You can just like stick it in your bag. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, um, like, and they're not like, it's not like a giant book where you look, it's going to be daunting. Sure. Um, so they are, they can be tried to be designed in a certain way. And also I think they're quite nice to look at. They're all like color themed, like panel by panel is things like that so yeah we've got four that were ready for a while so i thought it was probably just best to get them out um, and trying to set the set the standard for them and then we've got two which are kind of halfway through which should be launching later in the year okay and so 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 when you're you're printing them how are you selling them so the, it's gonna be a kickstarter okay they're all done they're all ready just right. to fund the kind of print run of them yeah um but also we've had some interest from comic shops which i thought was quite surprising really? I had like a bunch of comic, comic book shops email me and were like we would definitely sell these that's cool and so there's i'm chatting to some places about wholesaling a few copies and things. Right. so that hopefully they will be in a comic book shop that you can just go and buy That'd be great. a book of comic book criticism from yeah. a comic book shop, which I was very surprised by. But that's the whole, for me, it's like, it's trying to figure out ways of getting that kind of writing in a way that is, people will actually pick up and read. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so if we can get them into shops, then we set the standard for kind of doing more and more of them. Sure, I mean, and I think, I mean, I think like the shops that will reach out about that stuff, I think are, are there, uh, like I know there's, there's some stores closing down and whatnot, but I, I feel that the ones are doing well are the ones who are kind of thinking two steps ahead about what... Yeah. Well, this could be the thing that sinks them, so... It sure could. <laughs> <laughs> well, any kind of could be the one that sinks them. But um, that that's great. That's I mean, that's also, it's, it's opening up a whole different... There's people who will not have a clue what panel by panel is. Yeah. And they might yeah. see that, like, and they're really nicely packaged as well, I have to say. And they'll see those books like, oh, what's this? Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, it's good. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. You're, look, the only way to know is to, to give it a shot. Like, Yeah, yeah. So we'll fingers crossed. But there's been some there's been some good interest from them. People seem to be quite excited about them. Yeah. If they're as excited once they've got their hands on them. Like is, is <laughs> it like it, it does seem fairly niche. Like yeah. it's like you're getting more niche as niche. you go. Yeah. You know? But hopefully it's but it's niche in like the problem with the magazine is that it, it, even though they don't really have a shelf life to me, the issues the very nature of the fact they come out every month kind of gives them an, an, an appearance of a shelf life. True. And that it, it like if it's not this month it's maybe it's out of date. But also again I try and make them in a way that hopefully that isn't the case. Well, no, um, no, it's not like, uh, well, again, with a lot of the kind of discourse online, it's very much this person said this, yeah. uh, let's discuss it, it happened yesterday. Yeah. And then by the time, if you're not plugged into what's going on online, then yeah. you've no idea. Whereas what, like, I think you can pick up any, the only thing that dates the panel by panels is like, is is that it was tied to a release of a book? Yeah, so Mister Miracle is mid series. You know, right. you can you could get the Mister Miracle one, but that book's in trade by now. So yeah. that's but you can still get the issue and read it. What I really want to do is because we had loads of Mister Miracle stuff. We've had like comics where we've done them, like Mister Miracle. We did like when issue three came out, something like that. Okay. So there's like a, a lot of that book that we couldn't talk about mm. at that time. But we've also had like a whole bunch of stuff that we've published about Mister Miracle since. So part of me is thinking like we could just do like a cool little Mr. Miracle collection of like all the various Mr. Miracle yeah. stuff that we've run. But that's a whole different well, I think subject. I remember when, when, <laughs> you, when you started, the first issue was um, uh, uh, Beautiful Ryan, Canvas. Yeah, Ryan yeah, Lindsay's. Yeah, Beautiful Canvas. And then yeah. the second one was... Redlands. Right, and then the third one was, was Savage Town. Town. And, what yeah. was the f and then it was, was it was a Mr. Fourth one was Mr. Miracle. I remember, remember when that happened, I was like, because I, I, I remember we were talking earlier on when you were starting, and I was like, it's great because there's so many great image books that mm -hmm. like are creator-owned books. Yeah. That you'll have lots of stuff to work from. And then when it opens, when it opened up the door to actually doing like 
you know, uh, yeah, Marvel DC yeah. stuff. It's great. I that mean, was Clark, Clark Bull, who's the PR guy for DC, who is... Really? I finally met him. So we've, you know, I've been emailing him for three years, but I finally met him at New York Comic Con last, mm. uh, this year. Last year. Last year. Um, and he's so lovely. So he, he sent me an email and he was like, I'd, I want to do a... And this was like when the first one had come out, like just the first right. issue of Panel by Panel. He was like, yeah. I wanna, we need to do a Mr. Miracle. Like we've got this book coming out. Like we need to do a Mr. Miracle Panel by Panel. And so by that point, I think I was putting two together already or maybe three, even three. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's amazing. Because I, obviously I was a big fan of Tom King's vision yeah. uh, with uh, Gabe Walter. Um, Arc red and uh, <laughs> so yeah so he so and, and since then we've like he's helped me on a bunch of stuff like he, he uh, I emailed him about like getting Daniel Warren Johnson for December's issue and mm. um, the book we're doing for for March's issue when will this come out uh, I don't know uh, to be honest I'm, I'm just going to so for Mar- we're doing Batman Universe the Bendis Nick Darrington book oh cool uh, for for March so he's helped Lovely. me sort that out um, he's he's a he is such a like as a PR person goes yeah um, wait because that sounds like I'm insulting him no because I don't get I don't get great I don't have no, great no it sounds like you're insulting all PR I know, people yeah. <laughs> it's because I don't really have a lot of PR people that I speak to but he's like he's the one that really pushes a lot of stuff and like he's always in contact with me about what can we do for certain books and stuff mm. and also has a very good awareness of because he knew what the magazine was and he'd been watching Strip Pound Naked and stuff like he knew he knows the kind of things that we might be yeah. into um, so he's 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 amazing. He's really really cool. Well, I mean, but I think it goes to show. I well, like I said, I was at this uh, uh, Q and A with the director uh, during the week, and um, <laughs> it was funny. Um, like this guy is like I think he's like in his sixties or something. He's right. been on for years and years and years. And uh, somebody there was questions in the audience, and someone said, uh, "Do you have any advice for young filmmakers?" Yeah. I could hear someone behind me go, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" <laughs> 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 but like essentially, the guy's advice was like, you know, just make something, yep. you know. And whenever people ask that in comics, it sounds like a trite response, yeah. but it is the best response. In case in point, if you had gone to DC and said, "Oh, I'm doing this thing," could I possibly? They'd be like, get yeah. the hell out of here. But the fact that you made three of them, like the proof was in the pudding effectively. Yeah. Like that's I assume because I assumed it may have been like uh someone that was working on the book or whatever had been mentioned have mentioned yeah. it. But yeah, we, no, it was just Clark. He was just like he Fair was play. already into kind of the stuff I was mm. doing before that. And then I, was it easy to, when you did it with some I think was it was it Hulk was the first one, the Marvel Hulk one? Was the f- yeah, I think Hulk was the first Marvel one. Mm. Hulk was um because I think that was through Will, actually, Will Moss. Did, okay. Uh, so I emailed him. Some PR like because we're such a niche, we're such a niche thing. Yeah. Like I think some PR people aren't don't have time of day for me. Um, so like the Marvel PR, I've never been had like great interact like back. Not they, they've been good. Like a few times I spoke to them, um, but like it's it's been much easier for me just to reach out to like a yeah. creator or an, yeah, edit, or an editor source, on a book, which is know. not really a good use of their time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, uh, yes and no, but I mean, uh, there is something to be said for like just going straight to the source. Yeah. Rather yeah, yeah. Rather Black Bolt was the first Marvel one. Which was oh Will, right okay right right yeah yeah, yeah. but um but I just I was so happy to see that because it just opens the door I mean indie I feel indie stuff gets more credibility if it's in the same space as mainstream stuff yeah yeah um, for sure yeah and but plus the mainstream stuff that you were looking at is very very good stuff it's not like yeah. uh, you're looking at like amazing Spider Man issue three seventeen rap- like this is an insult and find so, out who made that book <laughs> <laughs> I probably have it to be honest but you know but it's not just about a random thing it's like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. creators trying to do something a bit more ambitious than a, a monthly book you know yeah. which probably sells better yeah. <laughs> than, yeah, than yeah. the one that's coming out but um, uh, yeah I just think it engages more it engages more um, uh, appreciation uh, like and 
you know, it happens with with those guys who do indie work and they do uh, they do mainstream work. And I like I know I'm lucky that I get to do a bit of both. But I definitely know that like my indie work is bolstered by the fact that I did mainstream work for years. So right. it's it's good if it can cross pollinate effectively. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It wasn't really a question there. No, I was just, it's, it's, I was just telling you something. We do we do it with like I think it's it's cool that when we do it with like you know some of the regulars allow us to have maybe people who are less well known, which because is good. Which you want really? Yeah. We can we can sell it on the on the basis of the. The cover book, uh, I guess, is the big promo image. But like, we did some with like, I can't quite remember what issue it was. But there's like a guy called Tom Lake who's just he just makes these kind of comics that you probably have not seen yeah. or read. But he also makes them in a really interesting way. Like he he like draws. It's like a it's, it's like a turtle character, and he draws like a bunch of poses for the turtle, cuts them out, and then draws has like a bunch of different backgrounds, and then he like just like layers the images and then like scans it as mm-hmm. that. And so his his like comic process is like. It's like just using bits he's pre-made yeah. into these poses and stuff, and you know that's alongside an, uh, a, a, a bigger maybe I can't remember if it's like a Marvel book, maybe it was at the time, might have been. Um, so it's like you're, you're giving, hopefully, shining a spotlight, getting a bunch of eyes that maybe there for the feature book sure. to look at these stuff they may have not have seen otherwise. That's yeah. still interesting. Well, you never know, like you know, the person like uh, like that artist could be doing something like amazing in five five years, like. Mm-hmm. Case in point, when we were talking about hero killers years ago, like like uh, right. you, people don't come out of nowhere. They yeah. need a place. It's what kind of like eagle a, award winning, eagle award winning, which I don't really, <laughs> I don't, I don't milk that as much as I should. Um, and people are like, "What's an eagle award?" Um, but uh, I think that um, it can be you. You know, people need spaces to experiment and try things yeah. out. Like so, I mean, like like. Uh, like like anthologies or or, or whatever the the avenue is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not full, like people aren't fully formed. Even in what you're doing, I'm sure you're better at like um, uh, video production now after having done so much Once, of it or sure, editing or yeah. whatnot. And uh, it's good to have a space where you can take chances and do stuff and give people exposure that they wouldn't, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't normally get. You're just you're a hero, you know. Um, <laughs> Thanks. What I was curious about is is when you started lettering. Uh, so the, all this stuff you did off your own back. Yeah. Um, you. Did whatever you know, Patreon or or you were, you were selling uh, via Gumroad or whatnot. Lettering, like, what made you want to do that? Uh, let, I got into lettering because so I because so I met Dennis Camp, who I mentioned before. Hmm. Um, uh, I think he just emailed me one day and he'd seen Strip Pal Naked and he was wanted to talk to me about something. I I think it was like I wanted to talk to me about like an episode I'd done or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he showed, sent me some of his comics and we started chatting. Um, and then we just chatted a bunch about comics. And at one point he mentioned to me, he was like, he was like, uh, do you want to make comics? And I was like, maybe. Like, uh, I like writing, but I'm quite, I'm very slow at it. And I can, mm. maybe I prefer writing for film at the time, especially. I'm not sure. I was kind it, of it's more it's something I like about uh, Dave Harper. Um, you know, does a sketch website. Yeah. I remember asking him, he was like, oh, do you want to write comics? He was like, no. <laughs> I was like, so refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone who who was doing, I'm not saying everybody does, but it's, it's, it's happened a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. and understandably so. A lot of like comics journalists have gone in, gone into writing. It was just nice to meet somebody who they just wanted to do the thing that they were doing. It's yeah. like, oh, that's great. I think, for, I think for me, I haven't really thought about it, I suppose, but like mm. I've written a couple of comics, but it's not like a thing I actively push uh, I just like if I if it's something that makes sense of the comic in my head when I'm thinking about mm. stories, then I might give it a go. But I still kind of maybe prefer directing as a because even when I was making films, writing was never like my main 
my main thing. Yeah. I much prefer directing, hmm. which is probably accurate in the sort of things that I write about. Is I much prefer that kind of like the phys- the visual storytelling bit. Sure, there is no role for that in comics though. There's like yeah, you would there's, need like a writer, and there's, a, a there's, guy to interpret it, and then an artist or something. Yeah, like there's something really I'm exist. kind of working on that. Um, uh, if it all goes ahead, it would be I would like be like uh, co-writing effectively. Right, but like what I've done is. Uh, come of the cover treatment and uh, cover design mm-hmm. and you know I, I, I like um, I like the showrunner isn't the right thing but like <laughs> but like direct being the art yeah, director yeah, yeah. of a project basically right. like or or having an idea for something and helping kind of mm-hmm. form it I quite like that yeah. but like again like you said that's not really a, there isn't really a comic no, for that not really you know yeah. it's a nice thing that by by writing it's interesting that like by by the starting writing I've been able to have more. I don't. I don't want to say like because also I don't want art director is a term that I think is good and bad. Like because you you don't want an art director over your own stuff if mm-hmm. you have your own ideas. But if you're able to appreciate other people's ideas, it's gonna be a, a great experience. Yep. But I do like the idea of of having something and helping making it into a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think then, this is probably a bit closer. In terms I imagine, of, yeah, in probably side, like yeah. to a degree. You know, um, well, I like I really like that side of it. But yeah. but Dennis was like, you should try lettering. He's like, I think you might be like lettering might be like a thing you're into. Hmm. Uh, so I gave it a go for like a short story and I really, uh, no, I think it's some sample pages on the project he was working. They just sent me some art. And so I kind of had to play with that and it was, it was terrible, but I really enjoyed it. And then I did like a couple of little shorts with people, which again were quite bad. Hmm. Um, but like, I really, really enjoyed that bit of it. Uh, and then you know, I just kept doing more and more of it to, to hmm. play with it. And more, as I realized it was like, I, that was the thing that just like really stood out to me is the thing that I genuinely loved was lettering. Yeah. Um, and the more I did it, the more I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was like, I just found the, I found the thing that worked for me. Like I tried, I had to go at coloring and it just doesn't, it wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, I had to go at writing and I like writing, but it's not like, it's not that it's clearly not the thing I was like pushing to do like more and more of, whereas lettering sure. just like made sense to me. Hmm. Come at the I end. Will, everyone's will, done the hard I will work. Say, I will say this. Everyone likes to have a go at every discipline except <laughs> drawing. <laughs> you know, I can, um, I, I had, I did the, I can do a cracking comic of, you know, 30 panels of just Batman's head <laughs> with some nice lettering next well, to Well, look, it. I mean, um, I'm sure that like, uh, editing, because in a way, I'm sure lettering to a degree is a lot of editing. Like it's a lot of trying to figure out what's going to work within yeah, a certain, you know, yeah. so I can see why that appeals to you. Um, but also, uh, did editing the work and help inform your lettering, and has the lettering helped inform your your um, your your evaluation of other work? Or yeah, I think I think like the editing I think came a lot from like uh, editing that I would that you from film. I, sure. I think probably more so like because I'm editing a couple of books at the moment and like the comics at the moment and more from comics are books and more but that's probably more from like the film side like yeah. story structure and thing and the visual like sure. the visual I, I was, I was listening to an interview with uh, Sam Mendes about uh, 1917 right. and uh, he, he somebody was or he was saying like oh people have asked like is the one shot thing they did for that film like uh, a gimmick mm-hmm. and he said well he said I thought it was interesting how um, um, his point of view on it. He said, like, we experience life as as one continuous, shall we don't. He said, if you think about it, editing is the gimmick. Right, right. <laughs> no, because yeah, yeah. nobody experiences life like that. You don't just cut to things mm-hmm. like, uh, so if anything, this is just like the opposite approach. It's always really interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, like writing is editing. Um, like uh, so much of that is uh, taking stuff out and, and, and forming and moving things around. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I, I think I No, I think that, that's because uh, I, I enjoy that part of mm-hmm. like, of the kind of like this is so this is the story you want to tell this is the way you want to tell it like how can how can I help you tell that in the most effective way sure like I really enjoy that process a lot um, but no lettering like editing probably less so for lettering although I do make choices 
and I don't know if this is good or bad. I just do it until someone tells me not to, basically. But like, you know, I might split things up in balloons or or maybe I'll bold a word that, that maybe as I'm reading it, like that to me, maybe we should bold that. And I try and just contribute, right, mm. to the thing. Uh, and if someone tells me, like, stop doing that, then I'll, I'll stop doing that. Yeah, fair enough. But like, I try and, I, I just want to, I want it to, my part of the process to be more so than just making you be able to read the comic, but actually like a part of the, the engagement, the interaction with the, with the art and the story that you're telling and stuff like that. Mm. So I guess part of that is, is probably coming from like, understanding it by editing i mm. guess and but um because i i uh i got yelled at before for saying this but i i think it's true um i think that like well i, I think that any if you draw comics you should try right if you are and you should i mean i've i've done pretty much everything now i'd say at this stage right. i'm trying to do design work at the moment mm-hmm. uh, I've, i've like i spent last year trying to work on coloring uh because i you know i was trying to develop a career as an artist so I was just barreled ahead at that and like as that happened there was a lot of skills I never really kind of developed so I'm trying to kind of broaden my uh, tool belt as it was but um, every uh, trying all those different disciplines has definitely informed my work as an artist and I think think everyone should try the thing that they're not used to because trying to letter um, made sure that I would always keep lettering in mind when I was when I was right. doing my layouts mm-hmm. and it's always served me really really well even though I hated <laughs> hated lettering yeah. um, something I'll never do again no <laughs> thank you but it did make me a better storyteller yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and I do think that it's good to, to, experience, uh, to experience that but uh, it's, a, oh, it's a tool that I don't think is necessary I think people see it as like a in very basic, in like as a very basic thing hmm. um, you know just as a way to communicate the dialogue right but yeah. there's, there's a lot more to it that maybe you don't think about um until, yeah, maybe until you have a chance to, do, and you realise there's some flexibility, or there's different ways you can approach these things, and mm. and especially if you look at like what what because I think lettering is quite interesting because you look at what people did when they hand lettered, and that it's quite different on on kind of mainstream superhero books, right? Mm. Was different in the in the seventies and eighties, where the the kind of mechanics of the software was not in front of of the letterers, yeah. and so you could you could kind of go more bombastic and bigger, and it wouldn't necessarily it doesn't I, don't, I guess it probably wouldn't necessarily be as as difficult a process um because it's just it's just the extension of pen in, in your hand whereas now i think you you see a lot of books that are uh are lettered in the same sort of way because that's just it's, you just put the dialogue in the balloon and you sure right and that's and, it, and you bold it or whatever and that's it whereas there is more you have more flexibility and freedom but you don't necessarily push it there's loads of problems with that which is like deadlines and pay and of blah, course blah, 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 and yeah, time, yeah. Cetera, well in but any of these cases like uh, the practicalities uh, of, re- a lot, of the real sometimes i see people complaining about stuff like i'm like from being in the industry i'm like ah, that was probably a time thing that was probably <laughs> a, you know you just the, yeah. generally these things aren't out, done out of malice it's out of yeah just rushing and yeah. uh, lack of effort but uh, you look at you look at and i won't i'm not i won't name anyone but you look at some letters that go on pre- no <laughs> you look at some letters that were pre-digital yeah and the work they did then and then and then you look at the work post-digital mm. and it's not as interesting yeah um and it's because it's like it's a big page rate but also the, the the kind of software means you have to figure out how to do a thing that may naturally just come come to you by but hand. even like even uh, like say from from a writing point of view uh, i could write something tomorrow and be fine but right. i found the more time I've, i i can percolate on things mm-hmm. same with the same with the art too i like to have uh, script well ahead of time not because you know I mean obviously it, it's uh, it means I'm not waiting on script but um, I'll, I'll find a, my, an idea might come to me like a few days later you know I like to read the script think about it for a while 
the more time your your brain can digest on something, the more likely it is to come up with like more interesting solutions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So same thing with time. If you have to letter a book in a day, it's not going to be your most inspired stuff. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. Sometimes you're just leaning on what you know what what you know works. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. It's nice to have the time to. So when to push. when will you be hand lettering a book? I hand lettered. I hand lettered. Oh, yeah, I hand lettered uh, uh, stupidly uh, an issue of. <laughs> Uh, Peter Cannon Thunderbolt with with uh, Kieran Gillen and Casper Wingard. Was that the kind of um, Eddie Campbell? Yeah. St- oh, so you did that by hand? All by hand. Well, so with an uh, iPad and a pencil, but yeah. And Photoshop. Okay, right. So it was hand-lettered, but not like with a piece of pen. Was that ink. more difficult or...? Um, it was more difficult that I doubted it constantly, much more than I would, like, when I lettered the yeah, other issues. Yeah, it's just a... Yeah, it's it was just, just constant doubt. Like, I remember I lettered it... Uh, and I also didn't get paid more <laughs> to let to her, which is, but that, yeah, that was my own choice. I mean, Kieran's- You're Kieran, an artist. Kieran you know? wrote in his, in his script, it was something like, we should try like a more scratchy font for this. And I was like, no, 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 we'll, we'll yeah, do, yeah. we're going to do it properly. Um, and it was stupid. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure you're glad you did it. No, though. I think it's amazing. Like, uh, I, that's that's, it. There's, there's, like I love saying, it so about much. About time and whatnot, it's, there's a level of which doing the job when it needs to be done is the best thing to do. Yeah. Sometimes putting more of yourself into it isn't, the smartest thing to do, but it, but it's the ultimately more rewarding. Yeah. I found whenever I've made those decisions, they're a little bit scarier <laughs> or requires more work. It's like, oh god, this is gonna be. A, you hate it at the time. We talked about something else before, but like you hate it at the time. Yeah. But like now, I look at it. I'm like, I'm so glad I did it that way. But I remember I, I finished it and I looked at it and I had, I had absolutely no idea if it was good or bad. Yeah. Like I had no. There's just no frame of reference for if this was the worst thing I'd ever done or, yeah. one, or one of the best. I remember showing it to Helen, uh, my partner, and, and she was like, I think it looks great. And I was like, no, nah, Helen, no, it doesn't. And I, went, I woke up the next morning and I looked at it again. And I was like, I think it's good. I changed a couple of little things, but yeah. I was like, I think it's good. And I sent it and everyone loved it. I mean, they weren't going to tell me it was bad because they weren't going to make me re- rehandle it. True, but there wasn't, a sa- there wasn't a safety net. You know, yeah. I love using a font. I'm not saying it's always safe. It's just, you know, you had to try put more of yourself into it. Therefore, yeah. you're going to be way more insecure about something that yeah. is your decision rather than whatever the, the font dictates. Yeah. You know? But there's loads, of, there's loads of cool stuff that I just could not have done. Well, I mean, I could have. It, it would just taken so long. Like, um, uh, Eddie Campbell used these little, like, captions with, like, hands, like, fingers pointing off panel. Yeah. Uh, and so I got to draw those. Like, I drew them by hand. <laughs> and stuff like that would have taken forever if I'd done it digital, like, as vectors in, in Illustrator. Um, so there's loads of cool There's loads of cool stuff that you get to do that you wouldn't yeah. normally be able to do in... Um, and just do, just do a you, dodgy baseline and like all, all <laughs> stuff that I was trying to recreate from, from Eddie Cat. Like, it was so yeah. cool. Do you want to do something <clears throat> like that again? I'd love to do it again, but I wouldn't. Uh, I probably wouldn't want to do like more than one issue of it unless I was being paid to hand letter it. Yeah, just because it was so it was so time consuming. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I would definitely like to do that. I think it requires the right sort of book, and also because I don't know if people are going to. Thing with lettering that I always talk to a ditcher about this mm. uh, is like there's a, I think there's a level of like how much is for for me like how much is making it sure. how much is for someone reading it, um, and I wonder if sometimes I do stuff. That are, that are to keep me thinking of like entertained on mm. the process and like doing little like there's little things that I do that I definitely add more time like if I do a balloon where I overlap it where it looks like uh, you know like you, instead of drawing two balloons and just joining them together yeah. you kind of draw like one balloon like on top of the other and then yeah. you open the gap yeah yeah, yeah. And so there's little stuff I do on there where I'm like yeah. I purposefully like draw a pen around to it so it creates a rounded edge rather mm. than just put like a flat line object on top so it cuts the balloon off hard mm. and I'm like who is that for yeah, because that's for me. Like, who's really going to notice if that edge is curved or if that edge? Well, like, and then I noticed, notice it in other work. I've, so, I've noticed it in some. Like, I've seen some stuff that you've lettered, like, uh, like pictures or whatnot with friends, and they've showed me. And 
you know, there's stuff, there's choices you'd make that I would disagree with. Right. You know, um, <laughs> but 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 I appreciate and like that, like we were talking about earlier about like uh, you know like films and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that you have an idea, right. you know, and um, I. I think it's important when even if you do like disagree with somebody that you like talk to them about it and mm-hmm. find some kind of common ground. I think we even do you think that even happened with you and me on something yeah, that we were talking we about. We had one where I did like a so it was like a it was panels that have um, the only reason it's fresh in my mind is I use it on something else. This okay. is not like a grudge that I've held against you for a long time. <laughs> I, I'd be fine with it. No, it was it was like uh, it was yeah it was, it was panel edges that didn't have a border. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I did like a, I did like a stroke that like overlapped the edge of the border, yeah, which yeah. I thought was quite an, like a fun. And you didn't, yeah. you weren't a big fan of it. And I think no, we, we had the like a conversation about did it. Did like it so? Yeah, he did. So it was fine. Yeah, you know, so like as far as I'm concerned, if but I'm, I, then I used that on something else. Okay, which right. was probably probably a better fit for it. Uh, yeah, I did it on Artium's uh, the book with Artium Protector. Oh, Protector. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, oh, I forgot your letter. I did it on yeah. that, and uh, but it, especially yeah, I did notice it because yeah, I actually did notice that when did I saw that. Did you get upset about it? Did you? No, no. I mean, well, like I said, I I respect a choice even if I don't like it, you yeah. know, um, and uh, that, I mean, we're getting very inside baseball here, but like, it just, um, that effect uh, distracts my eye. When, it, when it, anything, be it colouring or art or whatnot, yeah, yeah. if I'm looking at something and if it just pulls me out of what I've been reading, I just feel like that's a, that's, that's a, a, a yellow flag, not a yeah, red flag. Yeah. Just like, is that going to be distracting? Mm-hmm. But I mean, they can also be part of what makes the book its own thing. Yeah, so, so there's I, a balance there. It's about know? having like a conversation, like a conversation with the art. To yeah, like you really you like doing. About it, but I know like, you do on some books. You've got this uh, where the tail uh, boxes off rather than goes to a point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like I don't like that in general, but yeah. I have seen you do it where I do like it. But I also really don't like it when I see some tails that are at a point. And the black level, the black like the black point is way too long. Yeah, and it's you like know, a razor. Like, so yeah. I can I can see why you would do that, but um, but just again, just because it's not something I would do doesn't mean that it's the wrong. Yeah, the I, I learned that from using working with colorists is I have an idea, somebody else has an idea. <laughs> My idea doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best one, right, you right, know. Right. And either, and if somebody brings a new idea to the table, it's always worth. Yeah. hearing and listening and, and it might be more interesting than the what thing, you would do. I think the thing with comics the fun thing with comics from the letter side probably less so from like the artist side mm. is that because like you're doing a bunch of different books so you can try a different thing next time like so you might you, you settle on a style that works for the for the art and stuff but you might have an idea that doesn't work for that particular thing yeah. but, but you've got like another book around the corner where you can go like I'm going to see if this thing works on this mm. thing like let's try this or this or this um, so there's loads of opportunities to make stuff the one thing I don't want and again this is something I talk to a ditcher a lot about is like how do we make it look like uh, it's not the same person every single time because right. when you used to hand letter it, I think it was fine to be like that looks like you know one particular person's mm. style because you were kind of doing in your sort of handwriting, your style, your handwriting. Like you could see John Workman's uh, fingerprints on a, on sure. a series of different books. Um, but now it's like you, you don't have to do that, so you can be much more in conversation very directly with the That's art. That's true. I think I saw. So I don't want my. I don't want you to look at my book and be like. He, that's you know he, oh he's doing the same style he did on X book and he's yeah doing on this book. I think see I might actually disagree with you on this okay because uh, I saw something you'd lettered uh, it's for like a friend's pitch and uh, so it's lettered in one way and then it goes to from uppercase into lowercase and. I don't think it's the same character who's doing it, because like, you know. So, so you can you can write it so somebody's talking like is this. It re- is this recent? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you, so for me, like, I'll I'll do it in something I'm writing where you know, um, 
uh, somebody says this, and then they think about it afterwards. Like mm. you write it so that the, the, it's 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 spoken smaller. Yep. Um, and that's an effect. I think that effect works. But if you start changing um, how the lettering is for other characters, it's the same like in the nineties when um, Iceman uh, um, his his lettering was was a uh, blue, right. and uh, Silox was yellow yeah. or whatever it was, you know. And it can just start looking like a cornucopia of of colors, which which to me works against the graphic nature of, mm-hmm. of, of what lettering does. But that's why, but that's the point where I think it works towards that because it means that mm. you can change the way that you, uh, it changes, it changes the way that someone reads it entirely. Like if you put, if, if I give you a block capitals in one balloon yeah. and then right next to it, you give lowercase, someone's going to engage with that in a slightly different way than they are. Even if you just made, no, the, that's true. If you just made the font smaller, it creates a different impression. That's true. But if you're doing it for different characters, do you not worry that like it'll? It's not. It, if we're talking about the same thing, yes, it's See, not. It's, I think it's, that's it. It's for one. It's just when someone's speaking quietly next to someone else. Sure, maybe sure, the only which, balloon they have. Well, I, I think that was the thing. Is I, th- I think yeah. I think there was just maybe there was just something off with that. Whereas I was I wasn't sure which character was saying it. Okay. So it could have been me picking up the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. But that was afterwards. No, but, yeah, uh, I, know, um, I know what you're talking about. That. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, I mean, like like I said, like I I think, but the the thing I've I'm uh, the bog bodies. There's a character who's uh, deaf. And um, I wrote it, so in the script I wrote it in capitals mm-hmm. so that it would be lettered in capitals right. and everything else is lowercase and it's uh, the lettering is lowercase. And I was doing this thing where I'll emphasize some words and I noticed because when the lettering came back there was some some words that were in capitals because I work with Clayton and Clayton will just pretty much do what you put down, like, right. you know. Um, like he's not going to second guess, uh, which I appreciate, he's not going to like make decisions thinking he, you know he knows what you're going to do. Yeah. But um, I noticed I was writing capitals where I should have been doing bold, and by by doing the capitals, I was distracting from how that other character yeah, would talk yeah. loud. I wanted, you know, I wanted her to be like talking. You know the way that some people can't hear; yeah. they're talking way lo- louder than the other person. Yeah. Uh, so like I liked playing with that a little. I think yeah. there's there's definitely more opportunity to do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's that's the fun thing is like figuring out the tone of the hmm. tone of the book and like figuring out where you're. So for for example, like Black Stars Above, which I'm doing with uh, Lonnie Nadler and Jenna Cha hmm. uh, and Brad Simpson, um, I I do like bits of italics, uh, which kind of thing I ripped off from like what Hickman gets people like letters to do in his scripts. So some of it's in bold italics, and then yeah. some of it just uses italics for kind of like a phrase or something. And I felt like I could get away with it there because it's as a book that's a bit more almost like prosaic in the way it uses language. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's opportunities to kind of like see what works and and what doesn't work and, and kind of play around with different styles. And and, other, and certain books, I think, will lend themselves to doing a certain thing, whereas sure. other books won't. So I couldn't get away with that, I think, on some of the other stuff I do. Like mm-hmm. it wouldn't work on Red Sonja, for example. Yeah. Um, so it's fun to like see where you can push one book and where, you know, kind of mm-hmm. what direction you take each thing in. And as a as a letterer, like I mean, would you prefer be doing more like create our own stuff because you get more opportunity? I mean, it's like you can't do it on uh, work for hire, but there's more lip, there's more. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't do a ton of. I, I, That's stuff what I mean. Like, like stuff, stuff, stuff I've done with, with Valiant, for example. Yeah, they have been, they've been super open for like me doing stuff in in I guess slightly non traditional ways. Like I think like Quantum and Woody, which I guess is a kind of semi non traditional book in the mm. first in the first place. But like, there's stuff in there that like I probably. I wouldn't have assumed I would have gotten away with. Yeah. And there's stuff in there where they've pulled me back and been like, you've sure. taken that too far. Yeah. Which is also which I, fine. Which I really like. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually like, I like a level of limitation sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I feel like if I don't get someone going, which maybe says something about me as a letter, but I feel like if I don't get a note going, maybe don't do that. Like, don't yeah. take it there. I feel like at least I'm trying to, 
I guess I'm trying to do something with it beyond. I feel like if I just got the notes back and it was just like it was purely um, like formatting notes, I feel like I wouldn't I, like maybe I haven't pushed myself to 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 do something. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't want it to be. I just don't want it to be like safe. Even if I bring it back to safe, but at mm-hmm. least I want to try and make something a bit more interesting each time. Because otherwise, I don't like. Why am I making comics? Mm. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, I, I was. I mean, clearly, you have all these ideas and goals that you're doing outside. I was curious, like, what your goals are within. Like lettering is the one thing that you are professionally in the industry for. Yeah, in fact, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. not not to. No, no, against sure. what you're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. That, that's all self-generated yeah you are a professional letterer uh that's the one uh act, uh, like actual profession within the industry <laughs> that's the I, one real I, job I just, you have. I just said it twice as if i'm just <laughs> trying to make it seem know your place um but uh like do you have goals within that you know uh, um not you're just happy just to do work that work. keeps you creatively yeah like you could just be doing that to make money and not give a crap about yeah, it yeah but I'm, i don't I, think you I do should, yeah there'd be jobs I could do which sure. I would work less and make more money yeah, uh, yeah. so it, it's not the most effective way to make a ton of no. money <laughs> no, no, um, no. no it's just it, but it's it's the it's the best thing I've found where like within so before this I made films right? I made like yeah. corporate corporate films which was creatively uh, satisfying to a point mm-hmm. and so you, there was there was all you were making a kind of version of the thing you wanted to make because you had clients and budgets and things like that whereas in comics it's like I get I can do the thing I want to do and what I'm getting pushed back on is not like being creative. It's just, you know, you know, we just maybe change this thing or change this thing. It's like, mm. it feels more creatively fulfilling and it's, but it's paid less. But I feel like that sort of balances it out mm. a bit more. Fair enough. Does that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But so as regards, so like you said, like you're not like looking to be a, uh, to, to be a writer necessarily and you like mm. kind of creating projects. What is, um, what is the project you're doing with, is it Juni Ba? Yeah. Yeah. So you've, that's, 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 that hasn't come out, has it? It hasn't come out. Okay, it's yeah. still being drawn. Okay. Uh, it so, looks really interesting. Like, yeah, that was like that was the thing where I, he sent me something. He sent me some of his comics. Um, probably yeah, probably like 2016. And I was like, this is so cool. Like this guy's thing is so cool. And I just started chatting to him, hmm. um, and we talked about like stuff. And we were kind of into the same things. And we had like we found we had like similar backgrounds. And we sort Do of you really both love Moon Nice. We, <laughs> <laughs> he hates it. He, <laughs> I was like, you know, Declan Sharp is like oh, the worst artist I've ever seen. I'm sure he's not alone. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, we, we found we just had like really similar backgrounds yeah. and stuff and we kind of really got on. Um, and we just started throwing ideas around for some stuff. And I had this thing which I, which was based, kind of based on like a documentary I made like years and years and years ago. And we started just throwing this idea around and kind of coming up with some ideas for, for this story and decided we were going to make it. And it's it's been a very long long process hmm. putting it together um, but it, we, are you are you writing it just so you can make it do you I, know what I mean is is the is the writing of it the way to facilitate the actual making oh, of the yeah, project yeah, yeah yeah it's kind of like ever since I did this documentary there was like a bunch of themes in that that, were, that I thought were really interesting and I figured out I've been for a while trying to figure out like a way of telling that as a story yeah using some of the but then what where it worked for me was when I started chatting to Junie and mm. we talked about like our childhoods and stuff and I realized there was quite a lot of material there yeah that like like linked into it mm-hmm. and there was some stuff that it made sense as him as a co-creator like that was the only way to tell that story was was through that comic mm-hmm. so it's hopefully be finished sometimes yeah yeah maybe no no i was just, I was just curious as to, to your your but it was yeah that's very much like there. a case of like that one made sense of the comic to me which is why we sort of pushed ahead um uh this we we, we can not uh, we can edit this bit out but i'm curious um oh, no. uh what do you think of like the state of like journalism and comics at the moment 
I think there's loads. There's loads of like mm. great writing about comics. Um, I think like for example, what like Steve does at Shelf Dust, which I guess sort of used to be the MNT kind of thing, mm-hmm. is really interesting. And um, they kind of have done some kind of like similar stuff in the sense of panel by panel, where they kind of like they'll take like a mini series and get like a different person, got like a critic to write about each issue of it. Oh, cool! Which is really yeah, which is really really cool. Um, David Harper does loads of like really interesting stuff. Yeah, really like his his long form stuff is like really quite in depth compared to what you're seeing in other yeah it's great I mean uh, I, I ask some people like oh have you read that and they're like oh I, I've done like because there's a paywall yeah. but um, but I mean I think you kind of just have to do that now you know like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean with, with with most things I mean I definitely like uh, support some stuff I mean I think I just went I, the, straight away with you but there are some places where I, I realise I'm just going to pay five bucks to, to you know a month to read yeah. good stuff for you know yeah. and I'm fine with that I know not everybody's in a position where they can do it but um uh, but same as you know, you don't put panel by panel out for free. Yeah. You know, it's if you got to got to pony up, otherwise yeah. you can't <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. do it. Um, I think I'm I think, a huge fan of what Dave does. Personally. Yeah, his and his stuff is it, also his stuff is like very specifically him. Like it, it very would, much it would so, be hard yeah. for anyone to recreate what he's doing. And like you know, if it, if a different website was like, oh, we need to get that, it would be yeah. it would be almost impossible to to do his because it's just so much him. Yeah, um, it's very. Um, you know, it's not. It's it's not. There's. It's not reviews. It's not. Um. It's not. It's not even. I mean, it's very much from his lens. Yeah. Which, yeah and yeah. I. And that's why I like it because I like. Because uh, he'll have an opinion that maybe I wouldn't have considered mm-hmm. or a take on something that I hadn't considered, but it's also very well considered to take. Or, yeah. Um, so I, I quite. I quite like that. Um. But um. Is is there some? Is, do you think? Like sort of case in point, like when people are saying, "Oh, you could be doing this," but that's not what you wanted to do. Do you think there's stuff that somebody else could be doing? I think the pro- I think the biggest problem you have is kind of like the problem that comics have in that sometimes it, there's so much like being put out, yeah, that it's it's hard to it's hard to like quantify what it, what what is the quality and what isn't. And I think part of like the magazine approach for Panel by Panel was 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 like just saying like get away from the cycle of like the big the big article topic of today or whatever, sure. and just kind of consider some writing. As it as it is, as it's presented, mm. I think the problem with the internet is that it's so click driven and views yeah. driven yeah. that you have to kind of, to an extent, create stuff to drive the clicks. Like if Pound by Pound was online, I don't think anyone would read it because I, I think you're right. You would which... need the thing to drive them to it in the first yeah, place. Yeah, agreed. Because um, there's loads of like, I think like there is there is probably more great writing now being done than there was five years ago. Or sure, yeah. But it's just it's finding like how do you get access to it in the first place, and it's. You can follow writers. I think there's there's kind of uh, you know there's particular critics that I love that we've had in Panel Panel, and I'll, yeah. read, I'll if they write for somewhere else, I'll definitely read that thing. But it's also so much so is the brand of of the of the website or the or the magazine or and, whatever. And money, of course. Like you know, like if you're yeah. going to be reading all these comics, uh, you you know <laughs> now with a day job, you know, or, or like I I I have a lot of um, sympathy for people who you know there's a craft to this. And in order to do it, they should be paid to do yeah, it. Yeah. But who does? You yeah. know, like you said, comics license at the time, but you know, yeah. that's that's gone. And there's a hand. There's only a handful of places now. Mm. I mean, pound by pound pays, which is because we charge a kind of an entry fee, yeah, so to speak. Um, and I, I, David does when he does like kind of guest articles and stuff like that because sure. he has the same kind of resources. But beyond that, you need to be hitting like the the kind of comicbook.com numbers or the newsarama numbers, yeah, to to kind of pay which, people. Which I mean, and, you know, no uh, no slide on those those websites, but like. 
there's no real point in doing another one of those types of websites now. Yeah, there's, exactly. Yeah, and they've got even, the market locked down on what they're doing. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. To me, it's like I spoke about this on like on maybe like the first because I've done David's podcast like a couple of times. I think the first time maybe I think it was that podcast. I talked about like how I would approach a site like that, right? Which is basically what became sort of panel by panel, I guess, in a way. <laughs> um, but there's it just feels like they're they're designed to. There's a very specific design to those. Like if you go on comicbook.com, comic you click on the thing that kind of gets your interest, a clickbaity title. Yeah. And then once you hit the end of the title, like the next article is basically there. Yeah, so I their noticed. design is you scroll, right? Their design yeah, is you yeah. just keep going till you find the next thing you're interested in, which to me is not the way that I would want to engage with the I content. don't. I mean, I, I look at it, I'll read a thing, but I don't, I don't scroll. Like yeah. I don't have time to get yeah. back and <laughs> still be drawing a panel. But that's, and know? that's a lot of, a lot of places reply, like rely on that thing. But it's, mm. so what you do by that is you, you, you kind of, destroy the, the the longer form critical writing stuff which is yeah. but then you, there is a platform for that which is how like you know david's figured it out on, on his subscription model um there is readers for that thing yeah but it's just the clicks and the conversation will never be about that work yeah. so like panel by panel has a dedicated reader base but will we'll never be like the hot topic article of the day hmm. in part well, of the design like you, that yeah, but, but also you, people wouldn't you know people, that people can't for read that it. yeah so but it's so in a sense it's harder to then promote your thing sure. because you need that you kind of need the 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 buzz around mm. your your but but you work carved work. out your own space like there is nobody else really doing specifically what you're doing yeah you know which is good i mean like if, for a reason probably yeah yeah well yeah but i mean <laughs> at least there was something that made you stand out like so because i remember i knew you and i knew david mm-hmm. and you didn't know each other and that to me was crazy because you're both like both doing like of what i felt was uh, interesting work um and i was like well you should at least you know, talk, you know, know each other yeah. or something, you know, because there's not a lot of people doing that, but it wasn't the same thing. Mm. I felt, I felt you're in a similar area of say comics criticism, right. by both, both, both doing something quite, uh, quite, quite different. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. if anybody else was, uh, looking to get into like, um, not necessarily comics criticism, but the, uh, how would you put it? Well, let's say journalism, mm. like in mm. that regard, I think it's the same thing I would say to some, well, not that I'm the person who gives advice for that, but <laughs> I would assume is if you would like, if you want to draw comics, like you're just going to start, like, and what happened with you with the meeting the DC guy, you just got to yeah. make the stuff. And yeah. if you have a voice, maybe that's something that, that comes through. Yeah. I think the pro- that's the problem is like, is like developing a, a platform, which was mm. not necessarily really my intention, but just because I was so, I was so like, uh, specific about what I wanted to create that it created a, a yeah. kind of a platform but um, I think that's not what everyone's that's also the other thing is like you know some people just want to do the work kind of thing as opposed yeah. to put the put the time into build it like the platform is not their interest it's the work um, but then without the platform it's hard to sell it it's, it's, it's such a complicated like, yeah it's weird like, like, and it's, also it's, like why put the time into doing it in comics like there's because the, the readership is so small yeah that's a question to ask yourself every morning yeah <laughs> yeah thanks that's uh <laughs> I'll end on a good note, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'll say we'll end on a more positive note then. Um, <laughs> what um, is is there a step out next? Say, I imagine panel by panel, you've already got like ideas that you'd like to to go beyond the the one shot books and what. I'm not asking what they are, but like, I assume you have stuff that you want to be doing. Or are you out of ideas? Yeah, I'm. I'm spent. I'm empty. No, the yeah, the books was the big. Like, I just want to keep. I want to try and get it. Uh, into more places yeah so uh 
I know that like some strip our naked strip our naked has been used in like academic contexts. There's like a couple of courses and universities that have told me that they use it as part of them. I, I I use it actually. I was teaching a, I was doing a class on storytelling in in Dublin for a while, and I used like a couple of episodes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so so I know that's being used. Um, I know that panel by panel has been on like two or three course literature things. Mm. Um, so I want to try and get it. See if there's an opportunity to kind of get it into more academic spaces because I yeah. think. Again, this is this is very much my own like bias, but like I, I don't I'm not a big like academic writing about thing reader. Sure. Um so for me, if there was an opportunity to read something that was in the same vein but a bit more accessible, I would definitely like gravitate towards that. So I want to do that and build a platform for that and then be able to get the books kind of into that space. I just wanna I just wanna create uh, a place for people to read criticism and, mm-hmm. and want and make them want to read criticism. Sure. Uh, not just as a, a thing where they have to do it to keep up with the latest news or to or the latest buzz or because it's got kind of got like a clickbaity title. But I want sure. I want people to like want to read well, more about the work. Yeah, it's not it's not just like um, uh, uh, consuming content is one thing, <laughs> right, yeah. and digesting material is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Both sound disgusting. <laughs> you know, there's different. Like I'll look at like you know I don't even really look at news sites anymore. Um, not really. Maybe I used to do it every day. Mm. First thing when I started when I um, started work. Yeah. Now I'd probably do it once every three days or maybe once a week. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, you know, because of like partly that is Twitter and and and, uh, and the news cycle and whatnot. But um, it's not what I do with panel by panel. And you release it. I don't. I think I downloaded. I don't read it. I, <laughs> no, well, I don't. I haven't. I, I, I haven't read all of them. Like I said, because it's yeah, a matter yeah. of getting the time to. But the problem is, I put it aside because I want to digest it. I don't yeah. want to just like go through it i want to really actually read it. and i i enjoy that it's as a somebody who makes the stuff mm-hmm. i enjoy i think even you said before like you've you've had like thoughts on material uh that that you've talked to the creators and they're like no that's not what i was doing at all <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. but that's fine like yeah, that's yeah. i like that i like that if you, people will get something out of it mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting to see that like so it's and it's tough to do then on the internet because it's all basically now, 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 now. Yeah, I, I told, I said this on David's podcast like last time I was on it, which was like the thing I like about the the magazine format, even when it's digital, is like you download the PDF and mm. you open it on your PDF reader on your tablet or whatever you, however you read it. But like at that point, you're like not on the internet. Yeah. So whereas if you're reading a, a you know, even if it's like a, a a great article somewhere else on someone's website, typically you'll have like. But a bar of links down the side, maybe, or you've got like yeah. ads and stuff. Or yeah, it's, uh, links to other articles that are right. somewhat tangentially. They, they constantly and... trying to get you to go to the like to get to the next thing. Whereas, yeah, like, I, just l- I look at stuff and I'm like, oh, that was a short, and then you see there's ads and then more <laughs> links, and then the rest of the articles like, oh, for yeah. Sake. yeah. So it's yeah. like it's like getting you off off of the internet, getting you sort of away from distractions, and just yeah. like enjoy that thing. And then if, when you hit the next chapter card for like the next article, like you can decide if you want to carry on reading that or whatever. But like at least for that. For that, for those two thousand words, you've just been with us yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's the way it's kind of processed anyway. Yeah, oh, but I, and I definitely think there's more. I think there's more demand for. I mean, when you were doing it was one thing, but especially now, I think there's a there's definitely demand for that because it's everything's just so intense online yeah, now. Like yeah. whatever it was when you were starting, it's three four <laughs> times that what it is yeah. now. So it's I think people are looking to. Or even like uh, I've always talked to a friend of mine last night about like uh, you know I'm watching shows weekly now more than binging mm-hmm. because it's just too much. It's just yep. too much. Um, your 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 brain space can't handle it all. So it's good to step away and actually enjoy something again. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we're kind of going back that direction. So yeah. hopefully, panel by panel becomes huge mega success. Yeah, it already is. It's already the of biggest. Of course, it is. it's already the biggest thing in comics. Are you do you are you doing? 
you sorry, you did the best of for for Christmas, didn't you? You did. Yeah, uh, we did the best of in 2019. Yeah, hmm. nice. Nice to get out another another issue. Ah, done. It was that, that was nice because then we had a longer lead time between that and and the one that's about to come out, which is like our yeah. web comics issue. Were you planning out. on doing like a best of print edition one time or? Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yes. <laughs> All right then. Question answered. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure in which way it'll happen. It may be out through a publisher, or it may mm. or it may not be. But probably, yeah, there'll be. Oh, well, I think when when you do it, if you do it, if it works out, I think similarly to those uh, one shot boxes. I think, I, I think you can't just make something in print anymore. You've got to make an object. You got to yeah, make yeah, like yeah, for sure. I think what we were putting the injection hardcover together. Like I was just trying to make sure it's the nicest object possible because. Yeah. You know, if you have it on Comixology, that's fine. But so, if you're going to spend money on it in print, I want it to feel like it's yeah. worth. You know, it's already, it'll be already be available in digital anyway, and you know, yeah, in kind of the previous issues. Or, of course, yeah. yeah. Or, or, but so, yeah. if you're gonna get if you're gonna get a print version, like I'd like to put it on my shelf, you mm. know, and it looked nice. And I know if you're putting it together, it's gonna it's gonna look nice. Hopefully, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be coming. Excellent. Okay, okay. <laughs> sure. I'll leave it at that. Um, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was good um, Was it? Our, was it all right? Yeah, I think so. I'm not really sure where it ended. I think I'm going to keep this bit in because it's just so awkward. Uh, yeah, all right, sure. Let's uh, go. Where's see? Uh, see, go get Ollie. Or you're about to be hungry. Is this in the podcast as well? I don't know. I don't think this. I don't think this bit is interesting. I don't know because that's one thing with the, doing the podcast is uh, I like really well produced professional podcasts, yeah. and I realize it's just not me because uh, when we were, even when we were doing the um, when me and Mike were talking, I was thinking of like. Uh, like something like a Fugazi track to open it, like you know, uh, like something kind of, you know, I don't know, something that felt a bit like real. Yeah. And um, we're trying to find music that we could use, public music that just wasn't, you know, it's all do 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 do. And then he, we found this rock track, and I burst my whole laugh and, and just started like riffing, you know. <laughs> um, oh, was that we you were, on the song? Oh, that's me singing. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so um, we were and we were just laughing so much. I was like, okay, no, seriously, so now we got to go do. And we realized it was just too funny yeah, not to yeah, use. Yeah. So I, and I, re, I, um, as much as I'd I, like, I literally thought, and this is, <laughs> I genuinely thought that you'd like found a band. No, and like commissioned them, and that to me made me laugh so much. It was like you were like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I want you to write a song about my podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry to I'll let you down. You. No. no, that was literally me uh, laughing at um, finding myself the- so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, but but I, I'm a big fan of um, I do various uh, Adam and Joe podcasts, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, and I like the shambolic nature, nature of it. And yeah. I'm just too much of a shambles to really pull off the professionalism. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I might as well just lean into it, you know. <laughs> But uh, I still do think I have the best opening uh, in 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 pod- comics podcast. Definitely the best comics yeah. podcast opening for sure. Ooh, interesting, informative, artistic. It's Tatek. We have it because right, me and Biddy do one. Uh, we do letters and lines, which is but it's it's so niche. Like we were always surprised when people actually listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I listen to it. Yeah. If you listen to it, yeah, and it's like like we just we recorded one a couple of weeks ago, and it was. Um, there's a whole bit where we just we we have both just like opened our lettering templates and we're just looking at fonts and just talking about what fonts we like and it's like 30 minutes i remember at the time just thinking like 
like I was having the time of my life. Yeah. But afterwards I was like, do you think that's interesting? And he was like, I was literally having, it was like one of the best conversations I've ever had in my life. And I was like, yeah, it was a really good conversation. Will it it make sense to anyone else? I don't think it needs to make, I don't think it needs to make sense. Also it's like an hour into the show, so no one will be there anyway. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. It doesn't matter. But even like, uh, like some podcasts I listen to, um, uh, like, if someone if if someone's interested in the conversation, like if they're enjoying the conversation, yeah. it's just nice to listen to. Like I, I think I was telling you okay, before. Be right. Do you remember before we were talking about those Hollywood roundtables? Yeah, yeah. And we were going to do a top bubble, but you know. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go with all your panel by panel action. Yeah. You're letting me down. Let me down. But um, what I liked about about uh, what was I even mentioning that? Uh, yeah, even so, if it's if it's cinematographers talking about like their craft I don't know what they're talking about yeah, like yeah. I, I mean I do but I don't really understand yeah, 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 yeah. but it's still it's still, it's still yeah, yeah I get something from this people. or actors talking about acting or whatnot. Yeah, it's yeah. all craft so if as long as someone's engaged in conversation I get something out of that hopefully do you, here's a question right so you mm. know when you so seeing a bunch of comics have you do you notice is there like fonts that you notice that are constantly being used that annoy you I'm pretty bad with fonts. Okay. That's where I I've, I am. I have um, I'm putting together bog bodies at the moment, and um, I asked Sasha Head, who um, she used to work at Image. Right. Um, she loved, she did the design work for um, Image Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just kind of basically I've been running it by her, going, "Look, am I doing this wrong?" And she'll yeah. kind of fix little things here and there. But I, she changed the font I was using for the cover because uh, she thought it looked too digital. And I looked, I was like, actually, it does look digital. To me, it looked sparse and kind of like uh, right. um, cold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I can, so I can see why I want it, but it did look digital. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I'm like, as I say, I'm, I'm, I think I have a decent eye for design, but like fonts is where I really, I, think I fall. It made it's probably one of just like the, the, the kind of like letter things because you're looking at lettering so much. But mm. Like I was talking to Biddy about it. Like there's certain fonts that when I see it in the book, it just, it like makes me not want to read it. Yeah, I've just seen. There's like shout out, which is like a a comicraft font, which uh, is used for shouting, mm. and it's like it's almost like the only font you ever see when someone shouts something. Like yeah, I think I think I know text. what it is in my head. Right. Yeah, yeah, and so it's just like it's just certain stuff like that that you just see like relentlessly, wild like wild wild uh, wild words, which is the the font they used on the original Wildstorm with like oh right, uh, like I think the authority and planetary yeah. are all that in wild words and stuff. And it's like every mm. time I see a wild words book, it's like. It it just looks so nineties now, yeah. And it also, just it, it's little stuff like that, and I'm like, that's we, that's quite, kind of what we talked about on the, on the yeah. podcast. And it was like, but does anyone else notice this? And the answer is probably uh, not. Most won't, you know. But I <laughs> yeah. but I know what you mean. It's like uh, I was doing a book one time, and the colorist, um, they put down this uh, texture, you know, because right. it was a kind of a gritty book, yeah. which is cool. It was fine, but I could see the texture in every page. Like it was clearly the same yeah, texture just put down. I could see the same whatever it was in the original yeah. uh, uh, file that they used. And it, it looked like a stamp to me. Yeah. And every time I saw it, it drove me crazy. I'm probably the only one that noticed that. Yeah. You know, once you see something, you can't unsee I it. With you sound know? Effects, I hate, I hate when it's like you see like the same exact, like they've just copied and pasted the sound effect. Yeah. Just like a couple of times. Mm. Not even like a variation not even like you just move on a couple of letters up and down and create the rhythm to it it's just the same yeah it's like a yeah like a stamp 
that bothers me as well. But again, I'm like, I'm probably the only person that's like, that's like seeing that and just think, because to me, it just looks a bit lazy because it's like it takes yeah. two seconds just to make it look a bit different. Well, I mean, you don't really think about it on, on that I side. I um, I remember <laughs> uh, uh, Clayton used a, a, a font for Savage Town. I can't remember what it's called, but because uh, I wanted, I just wanted lowercase. That was really the only thing I, I wanted. Yeah. But he went with one that kind of worked with Phil's line work mm-hmm. and it was looked really good. Mm-hmm. So I just said to him, it's like, oh, could we just use the same yeah, font? Because it's for me, they take place in the same I think that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, but yeah, actually, you know, he it actually isn't the same font. Okay. Uh, he changed it a bit because of Gavin's um, lines are a little chunkier. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's not the same font. He, he, it's very close. Yeah. But he gave me like, and that's the thing, is he gave me three variations on something that yeah. was very close to what we had used before, but was still noticeably different. And yeah. it, I find it hard going, oh, I don't know which one do I like <laughs> the, the most. But I, I liked that Clayton took the time to find something that just leaned more towards yeah. Gavin. I don't think if you looked at one, if you looked at both books, you probably looks the same yeah, yeah. but if you look closely it's and, and i i appreciate that that's not something i'm i'm because i'm not a letterer yeah, yeah. I, i'm going to see but i much prefer it just again you know i like books to have an identity mm. be it through the writing and the design and the art and the and the colors and that goes to letters too it's yeah, just yeah. not what i'm for i'm not articulate in that yeah, yeah. but i definitely appreciate when it's done right you know yeah so the thing the robbie's book which is pretty what you're talking about yeah yeah uh I need to have a look now because I can't remember it. Maybe it's just that one thing. Well, I I, like I, I wrote to him saying, um, uh, "Tell us, I would I would change something in in the in in how the how in the or in the speaking order." Um, but he said that's actually my fault because I wrote it that way, and now I'm going to annoy Hass. So I, yeah, I spoke to him about it. He was like, "I'm going to I've got I'm going to have some uh, I'm going to have some." changes for the dialogue yeah that's that's that's, that's kind of my fault but um no no I, you expect them anyway hmm. which one was yeah it? i didn't think was it on this page or was it the page where they're going into the tunnel was it uh, page? yeah so what it is is hang on uh he here the you know so that's that works for me where the, it's it's my it's uh lowercase yeah and then i'm not sure because it's pointing at this is uppercase and this is lowercase it's pointing at the same person oh right yeah yeah, yeah. so i wasn't sure if that was the same because it's one person. Oh uh, right. So it's one person. The previous page. It was he the does, one with the yeah, green he, mask. He talks in that in like regular. Yeah. This fella. Yeah. yeah so then, and then, then but he, then, then in the next one he didn't, like little, okay, which yeah, is grand. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was if it's one character talking like that. I've or, got you. But yeah, I mean yeah. that I could. That's that could be me. I don't know. Yeah, we'll say it's you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was the one I didn't think was going to get passed, which it probably still won't. I might, I might change it myself. That was one of the things where I did just, did just, did just to entertain myself. Which just one? To overlap one. Oh yeah, I of, saw that. Yeah, I mean, I he he, he sent me the version. He sent me all the different versions, but I I didn't really have a hard opinion on any I of them. Like, change it. I think that's too much of uh, being cute. I think. Maybe I don't think I, 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 it didn't stand out to me. What stood out to me was that the char- the second character in, the, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the line was talking before the first one. That one always drives me crazy. But that's that's yeah, how that's I think he told me Seth kind of changed it a bit. So that's that's yeah. that's not on the, you. But he should have done a lettering draft to fix that. I did a book with a. This was years and years ago. You could tell immediately. You could tell straight away from looking at any of those pages that he was doing the thing where he was like drawing a page that he could probably sell later on. Oh, okay. Because there was no like everything was beautifully intricate. Yeah. But he would like break stuff into panels where it's like there'd be like one panel that has like four balloons in it in the script, and it would be the smallest, tiniest thing on the page. Oh, okay, yeah. And but because it was just people's heads, and he would leave no balloon room, and all this, and like used to. 
It used to make me so sad. Uh, it's just making it, it just makes the job so much. Harder. Like and then I would get pages from Bob, and you you could just look at the page. Like same with Owen, right? When yeah. You yeah. Owen's pages, you could be like the balloon goes there. Like I don't even need to look at his rust yeah. to know what he's asking well, me to do in terms of placement. That's me. Yeah. You know what can I say? I'll take credit <laughs> for that. Uh, well, because that was the thing when I was doing those classes in Dublin. They were. Um, it was like people were thought they were going to be right because it was in the writer's centre. Yeah. But like I was like, I don't really feel comfortable telling people how to write comics. Yeah. I've only done very little myself. What it did was um, I would take in scripts that maybe Geordie was given uh, or I was given and um, that nobody had seen. And I was like, okay, let's do that. We just did layouts, basically. Yeah. And a lot of the cases would be like, where's the dialogue going to go? Or yeah. what, you know, th- that to me is more interesting about showing somebody how to tell a story rather yeah. than how to ink a fucking wheel or something like that, you know? You know what, I don't get anything from that. What a cool is Nick. So Nick Suzanne is the guy I, did, I told you about. He did mm-hmm. Inflat. You should, you should check out a copy of Inflat. Yeah, then, yeah it's, it's generally incredible. Um, and But he does, he because he does loads of, he posts loads of stuff that he does with his classes online. And so one of the really fun things I did with his classes that I did with uh, a group of people once was the... Um, so you take a blank page so it's getting to getting people to understand like the language of comics so you take a blank page and what you say to them is like pick a day so it's like like today right yeah and draw out how today has felt in terms of space on a page so Wow. When, when you like when you're asleep maybe it was just like a big long panel right yeah and then you had like a thing and then a big thing happened like you, you know the, the best part of your day or whatever and then maybe they draw it as like a big panel and they draw loads of little and it's not asking you to draw the stuff in the panel sure but sure. just to lay out the page as it as a, to constructing yeah, it in a way yeah. like, and it yeah. gets you thinking so interesting that's really like, interesting like i never thought about visual that visual formats yeah yeah which is like, yeah, the sort of thing you would never ask like an artist to, to draw in sure. reality because it's like, you know, every page ends up being like 50 panels. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, yeah. But you get to start thinking about how you might consider space on the page and stuff like that. But I did, I did an interview with someone who, te- who said they hated that concept. I can't remember who it was. Someone said they hate the space on the page. The size means time concept yeah. on, a, on a page. Obviously, it's not super practical. Um, and they were talking about it like it just being moments. Like actually, they're not. It's not time so much as it is a moment, and so you want to expand the moment or decrease a moment. And I was like, it's kind of the same argument, but they but they talked about it in terms a little of like semantic, a, really, a isn't visual, it? A visual concept. Yeah, yeah. no, I but get it's, it. It's quite, and, he, and the other thing he does is he gets them to do the cool thing, which is like to sh- stick a sheet of. Well, I think he says he uses tracing paper, put a bit of tracing paper over a page they really like, and just like do the little shit out of it mm. and like draw loads of things no, like write every single thing they notice about the page anything layout wise anything panel wise like every single thing and then just start to like see if those things start to connect up to each other like right. if one thing they notice about the panel dimensions leads into a thing about the theme of the page or whatever yeah, like, yeah. really start to analyse and deconstruct it loads of stuff that pe- probably is either subliminal or just not subconscious or just not yeah. thought of at all yeah, yeah. but like all that stuff is so his he has a he, uh, blog where he talks about all of his okay. stuff. Okay, no, I'll look really, into it. Like, it's really, really I mean, like, to a degree, I mean, I kind of, like, mine's, like, I have, it's like, in order to be productive, you need to have a level of shorthand. Right. And the one thing that kills, like, any inspiration is just have, is relying on a shorthand. Yeah, yeah, You know, so, like, I, you know, I do a lot of letterbox panels and I'm like, oh, you, get, you start getting self-conscious, like, oh, do I do this all the I time? thought it was funny on the, when you did the thing about Kieran's script. And mm. I was scrolling through all the pages, and then I saw yeah. your layout, and I was like, "That's very, very definitely." Yeah, I mean, it is now. I drew it two but years not in the middle. Ago. I'm saying, but you can. T- no, sure, like, you can see sure. That like that's it. But like, you, I, I, I do second guess myself sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, am I just being lazy, or? But like, I feel like I just have like I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I can feel like even looking at that layout, I, I can see me directing it very yeah, yeah, yeah. deliberately. I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel it should be done. Mm-hmm. Not how everyone should do it, just yeah. how I, I you know, a style for me. Thing, right? yeah. yeah. And you, but you worry sometimes that the style becomes the, 
uh, the shorthand and right. not a decision. But also, you know? also, I talked to Chris Wall about this once, which I thought was quite interesting. He was thinking about it. it was like if you then were like one day going, do you know what? I'm just going to draw in a completely different style. Like I'm just mm. going to scrap this uh, and do like an imminent, or I'm just going to do like a completely different style. Yeah. I mean, it worked for him to be fair, but. Uh, then the people that are buying your book because they love your stuff are they going to be like oh like what is like why is he what are these manga yeah. speed lines or whatever like Chris was talking about that like having a he was like I kind of want to do a book that doesn't look like me at all but then my my name is this and so if I don't do that I think it's, it's, it's an argument between like fan base. your brand yeah, uh, you yeah, know yeah. Or, or or people recognize you for I mean you know I mean it, it, it it's a tough one, like because I remember I talked to an artist who said this, everyone should do what Eminem does and just do a totally different style per yeah. book. I don't think I'd, I'd completely disagree, <laughs> um, because also, like style. I was talking to Andrew McLean about this once. Like, like I, I, or I, I might have said it here. I, I might have said it on the podcast too. Like, I think style is such a surface level term for something that is effectively. Um, something that has come out of a level of tr- like so you know you take all these influences and mm-hmm. you draw and I could try draw like Eminem like mm-hmm. a lot of artists are doing right now of course because he's brilliant yep. but that's a surface that's like trying to graft something on and it may not necessarily your face may not work on my face yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the best you know it's, it's the best work I feel comes from like the process of making it and it develops inwards it comes from inside and then develops outward yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the style thing Seems like you're draping something on top, and I, ju- I just don't think it's the right way to kind of look it at it. But 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 I'm all for experimenting and trying something different. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's that's not the same thing as changing your style. It's, the way it looks. it's expanding something in a different way. Yeah. And I can see the argument, but at the same time, like yeah, like uh, how many people have turned off artists because they've done something different? I think like if you look at like so, Kershaw, Carl Kershaw did. Yeah. He did like that Wonder Woman story, which was like in some kind of annual or something, mm-hmm. and it was quite traditional in terms of like the paneling approach. And then you look at that and you compare it to like even maybe you know Gotham Academy or Isla, and it's so different. Even though the actual line work itself looks like exactly the same, yeah. But like the way he's approaching looking at the page is like completely different. Which is where yeah, the, the style just being like the way a thing a thing looks is such a is such a minim, like a way to minimize what you're talking about in terms of style. Like just someone's style is not. Like to say, like Rob Liefeld, it's just like a lot of lines or whatever. Sure, like yeah. that's not his style. His style is so much more interesting to me. Yeah, than yeah. That. yeah. And same with like Frank Miller. It's like to to equate a style to just like a kind of the way a thing looks is to miss that the way the thing looks is like the entire comic. Yeah, like it's 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 taking a like a surface level thing yeah. and applying it to something else. Like so yeah. we, were, we were talking before about uh, Frank Miller's work in Sin City, as opposed to like what he's doing kind of now with these mm-hmm. kind of more abstract, weird, cartoony approaches. Like you know. I totally see why people hate Frank Miller's new, like more recent work, yeah. and I did for a while, but I I see it from a totally new kind of place now, where I, I appreciate for what it is, which is somebody who's doing something different to thirty year, yeah. thirty years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. of course, you know, yeah. uh, but I but I totally understand the the there is definitely a brand question because in all of us we're all I think that's one thing we don't realize. Like, uh, we all have to manage our careers in a certain way. Yeah, and do you? You want to alienate those people who enjoy what you do, but you also don't want to get to a point where you're just doing um, your own solo work all over yeah, again. It's yeah. a weird. I mean, it's probably it's probably a good thing to to balance. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the answer, and I, I think. Yeah, I don't. Know, I think I'm just kind of going around in circles here, like you know. <laughs> have you ever have you done like uh, have you ever done it with a, like? Because you do commissions, right? 
Yeah. Have you ever done it with commissions where you thought, like, I'm just going to do something different for this commission? Uh, or do you, are you aware that, like, someone just kind of, like, wants the Declan Shalvey look? Uh, no, I kind of please myself, to be honest. Like, whatever I kind of feel like doing. Yeah. Like, I see stuff like Daniel Warren Johnson does, like, and it's, like, crazy backgrounds yeah. and stuff. I'm like, nah, I just want to draw the character. Right. You know, I want to spend two hours drawing something and for, for the person. Mm-hmm. And then, because this is not what I want my job to be. Yeah, it's yeah. just, like, a side thing. Um, I remember... Uh, I did try, I remember years ago when I was doing the Eclectic Mix blog, um, I did a Rocketeer and that's where I really first tried tried doing Greywash. Right. And everybody just was like raving about it. And like, I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. I just yeah. thought, oh, this is kind of cool. And everyone's like, holy shit, like this is really good. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And that's for like, and then I didn't end up doing that on pages for years later. Yeah. But I remember I did a short story for um, Joel um, Meadows had a, a Tripwire magazine, yep. and I did a I did a short story that was just line and wash, like it wasn't. I did it with like a nib, mm. all nib, no brush, so it was a lot more open line, um, and with with kind of a little bit of ink wash. Years before I did Moon Knight. Yeah. And I remember a friend of mine said, like, oh, I really liked that. Like, I like this more than what you normally do. It's like, uh, thanks, man. Um, but, uh, and I, I, when I was in, I was at a um, Luca Festival last year, I saw a lot of, um, oh, what's his work? I have a book of his here somewhere. Um, uh, Jippy. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, Gip- yeah. Jippy? Yeah. Ah, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. But, um, and I loved, like, there was all this kind of basically, it was just basically line and watercolour or line and ink. Mm. I remember thinking, I'd, I'd really like to do a book like this someday. Now, not copy what he did, but, again, lean lean into using washes in a more expressive way mm-hmm. rather than, like, heavy pencil line. Um, it made me want to do, like, another Irish crime book, yeah. maybe in that style. But, yeah. I mean, would anybody buy that? It's more like, it's, I don't know. it's much more of, like, a European. Yeah, like a yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'd like to try that, not... And then not the same way of like, I want to do this style, but I want to do something that feels more like this. It's yeah. different. It's diff, there's a different aesthetic quality to it. I think it's cool when you look at like uh, some of the like Gabe Walter. If you look at some of like the yeah. Euro comic people that like moved across, like because his like vision is like super Euro, but also not. Yeah, like he he like managed to I don't know, Americanize his European style just enough. Yeah. to kind of like make it work in that format because when you look at something if you look at like suicide forest or something they did before it's not like it's a mil- you can still tell it's him, yeah for sure yeah. But it just feels a bit more like it just feels a bit more like european mm-hmm. feels a bit more slightly more expressive in like the watercolor the watercolor stuff but then you look at sentient and again he's kind of well, he's he pushing went, back but in it's because he, he did watercolor work but it still feels like it's interesting it, it's, it's still that, american it's still very american but it feels like uh that it that uh, the process of vision changed his work to a degree and right. you know like it's not a con i don't i mean i don't i i haven't talked to gabe in a while now so i don't know but i don't think he's making a conscious decision of like what's going to work in the market yeah, yeah. you know yeah. i know there are definitely people who consider like i remember um even um wes craig uh before was it before deadly Klaus came out maybe around the same time but he did this um he had been doing a web comic and he put out as like a hardcover and it's it's more cartoony say mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better term and uh, I love, but I love, I, it looks fantastic. I, I love, yeah. his Black, Black Hand. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, comics. They're lovely. They're not the same as Deadly Class. They're not a million miles away yeah. either. Like, it's not like a totally different style, but it's, it's definitely. It's a bit more graphic right? More graphically, yeah. kind of like, it's more pared down, mm-hmm. for sure. But I think it's beautiful stuff, like, you know. Um, I like that, but I mean, I don't, I don't think Deadly Class, you know, your general Deadly Class reader, are they going to 
follow you over to something that's more experimental. But also, I, 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 this may be, again, just generalizing it, but like some of the stuff that's a bit more, uh, I don't know what term, specific in, mm-hmm. like it's, in like its look is probably more like artist-led or where the, the writer-artist seems to be the much more... Because, like, the Eminem stuff is mm. it was also written by Catherine, right? Yeah. Like, some, like, Moving Pictures or whatever it's called. Like, some of that stuff, they're obviously working in much more close collaboration than just, like, he's just getting a script and drawing that comic book. Yeah, And yeah. so, and same with, like, Gabe's stuff with the Euro Market, because the Euro Market is a lot more, like, artist-led. Sure. Uh, and I presume the thing with Wes was he was writing it himself, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I think before... I think he'd been doing it before Deadly Class happened, and, yeah, he was writing it himself. some of that stuff, it feels like, it's like, how do you... you you kind of have to like your thing has to be written for that style. Yeah. But then it's also like how do you get the graphic nature of that art out of that person without like really just leaving the script to be open for them to basically do what they need to do. To, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. which is a lot more like filmy where like a screenwriter writes a thing, but really it's not visual until a director comes along and and it's also not written to be visual until a director comes along and then does that. Yeah. Like, comics as a thing is so weird where the person that in some ways is driving the visuals is not the person who is visualizing it. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, it, it, I found it funny, like we were saying before, uh, you know, um, like I find lettering drafts quite helpful, like from mm. a writing point of view, because I, I, I find mm. something or there's a slight <clears throat> a slight disconnect between like the script and the what the, where the letters would go after yeah. the artist has, has done it. Uh, so I like the lettering sc- uh, script and also having sat on a script for a cut for maybe a month I've got like a better joke or I've got a better, or, or I can see something like that's a little awkward. I can just tweak that. Yeah. I like it. But I remember um, when we were doing Moon Knight, um, the editor was asking Warren if uh, he wanted to do a lettering draft. Mm-hmm. And Warren's like, what's a lettering draft? <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, so if you want to have another crack at it. And Warren's just like, once it's written, it's done. Which was hilarious. But I don't know that's how he, like, I don't know how he does, I need to have another crack at mm-hmm. it, you know, to, to, to make it gel. I don't know how, but well, I know it's because he's, on you know, he's quite rare in that he's a really, really good visual mind yeah. for when he's writing. I don't know what his process is, but when I draw his scripts, it just feels like a lot of it's kind of been figured out yep. for me, yeah. making it a lot easier for me. Sometimes way harder, <laughs> but you know, overall, I feel like I feel like we're just in in sync, and I, and I know yeah. it's not just a coincidence. I, I can tell he's studied. You know, and 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 when I'm working with artists, I try to do the same. I try study, like like I wrote differently for Phil the way I write for Gavin because mm-hmm. I can see the the pacing. But um, it's just it's, it's like there isn't like there isn't a way to learn it. This is the the weird thing. There isn't a way to learn it without doing it. But also by doing it doesn't necessarily mean that you learn it, right? Because mm-hmm. you can write a comic in a way that you would write like a screenplay or or whatever. And it would still work. Like, yeah. There are numerous examples of, of stuff where it's written in very much like a kind of like a TV forward way. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're using comics. But then also, where do you learn how to write comics? Mm. Like, unless you go to like a very, and there's only a handful, you know, like a specifically yeah. comic. And even then, are you necessarily getting taught? Like, and this, I'm not, and I'm not saying it like, oh, I know how to write comics. But like, there is a writing comics is different than writing screenplays, sure, and it's different than writing prose. Well, I mean, you and say so that, to, but to you you those... have probably thought more about the visual language of comics more than a lot of writers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's not just, I'm not trying to disparage write, you know, writers because they'll come from a writing or there might be theater, or might be uh, might be screen or whatnot, mm-hmm. and it's right. I mean, writing is a very specific thing. Yeah. Um, whereas you know where where I think Warren excels. Um, uh, uh, you know, not that he needs me to compliment him or anything, but I can just tell the guy understands the visual language of yeah, comics, yeah. and not, not 
I'm not saying no writers do, but like that's that's a more unique thing than you can really give somebody credit for. Yeah, you can like the, comics and like re- reading right. them and like writing them and be a good writer. Yeah, it's not the same thing as like having a having a having a visual language. Yeah, yeah. there's a difference between like a good writer who can structure a script and write great dialogue or whatever, than mm. that there is someone that like understands how to necessarily transfer that into a comic, which is what essentially the artist. It's kind of there to do. Yeah. But also, you know, you don't necessarily have enough, you'll know more than me, but you don't necessarily have enough yeah. time to really like, I want to, uh, let, let me take this thing and turn that into a comic. Yeah, I've definitely had taken scripts that are just written and yeah. made them, or tried to make them like into something more interesting. And, <laughs> right. you know, but I mean, but again, like we're saying time, I'm sure I've gotten scripts that like, uh, I mean, I've, I, I don't have any complaints at the top of my head or anything, but, um, you know, sometimes it's just, you just got to draw the bloody thing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and more so when like you're working for, for like a, a company like Marvel or whatnot. But, um, I, I, I guess it's just the thing that amazes me about Warren is like, is that it just feels like so much of the work that I would expect myself to do has been taken <laughs> yeah, care of to yeah. a degree. Not that like I just write what he puts down because I mean you know it's always it's always um, a puzzle to. I think I said this when we were doing the um, strip panel naked uh, uh, stuff was like I, I, I see a script as a puzzle mm-hmm. and make making into making into something visual is, 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 is a puzzle. I really like that. Yeah. And when I was writing, I was worried that that was just going to be gone. Mm-hmm. But instead I discovered like the writing was the puzzle aspect and it flowed nicely after that, which is great. I yeah. I, I thought the fun, the best bit about comics what I was going to lose. Thankfully I, I didn't. And it's just find it so interesting that a lot of the stuff that is more difficult is just kind of like, the, I just feel the pacing is just exactly how I like to pace stuff. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I wish I could interview writers that I've worked with to, to ask them what it is they liked. Like, not like, what? tell me I'm good. But like, <laughs> but like why, you know, why, why did you, you do send, that? We should, well, I got, uh, when we did test uh, through uh, Vault, so Jen, who drew it, mm. they sent out an email. Uh, afterwards, like, they sent out like a little, like a survey mm-hmm. thing. And they said like, they sent it out after every project. Like, just going like, what was... Uh, it seems like kind of tailored as well so like the one that I got lettering mm. it was like you know was there anything that was difficult in my work to letter or was there anything that you would have preferred in, in, the, in the way that like I'd done certain panels or anything that stands out as like a, a kind of difficult thing that you had to overcome or whatever yeah. and I was like that's quite cool like that's the only yeah, time I've ever had cool. one of those because um, so I've heard, had, I've heard stuff been, been meant, like I remember when I was doing Thunderbolts um, Joe Carmagna uh, he like he, he wrote me just say like oh it's really easy to letter your stuff. Like, yeah. I just want to say thanks. I can tell that you're you, you're doing it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you see my layouts, they're all numbered and whatnot. Um, I, I do think about it. I'm, I'm glad that I was making his life easier. Yeah. Um, and like, I, uh, you know, like I read, <laughs> I read Warren, like I find out more stuff about like Warren thinks of me through his newsletter than they've ever told me in person, you know? Um, but, uh, and uh, or like interviews with Jeff Parker or whatnot, like th- those are things like, that's it. It's like, oh, I didn't know that's what he liked about my stuff, or I didn't yeah. know that's that I was. I didn't realize I was good at X, Y, and Z until yeah. they said that. Like, that's the problem with that's the problem with like uh, non-creator own stuff, right? Mm. But especially while I mean non-creator own stuff, like I guess like non-image stuff, it's because most of the time, like I, I, I rarely get the chance to talk to the, a lot of the people that I work with because uh, you're just going through an editor, so you know everything's like filtered through. Mm. Um, like I, like I asked. Gil, uh, Kieran, if you Gillen, if you do an interview with Dan Mora, 
for oh, Panama like yeah. when he interviewed each other. And he was like, absolutely, because also I'd like have like no interaction with him. Like, yeah. this is our like book and what wants a feature is like our thing. But like, yeah. I have basically said nothing to him like in the six months or what, you know, longer than that, that like, we've been putting this comic out. Like, yeah. we haven't really had any to go. I just kind of hand in my scripts and then it gets drawn mm. and that's it. And it's like, for the most, I imagine you, you know, probably had similar things where it's like you just kind of yeah, true. You I mean, just drawing and I mean, I will, I will say, like, I, I definitely prefer more involvement. Like, like I would say, I'm friends with Jerry Duggan after having worked with him. Right. I'm friends with Jeff Parker. But would they say that? Is the yeah, good point. But like say, uh, Colin was very, I, we didn't really talk to Colin when I was working in Venom. And right. I mean, like, I wasn't sure Warren, like, I was just trying to like, you know, because I was scared of Warren when yeah. we started working together. And he was nothing but nice, but I was like, don't piss him off, don't piss him <laughs> off, don't piss him off. That was because I was worried, I'd like, I'd heard a story or something that an artist had to upset him. I was like, don't, just don't upset him. Yeah. Um, and he's been nothing but nice and hugely supportive and yeah. like, you know, changed changed my life uh, effectively. Yeah. Uh, but for a long time there, I mean, I just didn't think he, didn't even know if he liked me, you know. <laughs> but uh, and, and I don't have the same, relate. like, I don't have, I would, what is it for? I'd say I'm, f- yeah, I'd say I'm fairly friends with Warren, but I also, but I also not like I don't get on to him. You know what? I've I've even I've I wished him happy <laughs> Merry Christmas. Well, I've, I've, I've wished him Merry Christmas and stuff like right, that. Right, right, but yeah. I don't get on to him about like how I'm doing. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. I think yeah, I got you. like I think I think I know how to kind of talk to him yeah. in a way that like I'm not annoying him. My, um, you know what my favorite my favorite one was uh, was Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah. Because I lettered this Alan Moore short for um, the Twenty Four Pounds Anthology, the image the image anthology that Kieran uh, worked on. Um, and so to do that, so everyone else, I was just in touch with them because it was, you know, it was, no one's getting paid. It was for the um, uh, survivors of Grenfell, like PTSD support. For oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but Alan Moore is so cool because I, I guess he doesn't have the internet, maybe. Mm. Uh, and so the way that you do it is, I'm pretty sure it was his agent, but his agent also is just like a guy that like lives around the corner from him. Mm-hmm. So if he was, I don't know if he's like an agent or just like Alan's friend that yeah. became his agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Which is probably, I mean... It's probably what how happens. most of the stuff happens. Yeah, like. and he. So what you would do? Uh, his email. His email was great as well. It was, it was such like a weird. It was like stupid head Joe. So it was like such a weird email. <laughs> and so you you like send it, and I was I was shitting it. It was so terrifying. Uh, so and I I think when Kieran emailed me about it, he was like, you could tell that he was excited to ask me because of, because I'm obviously I love Alan Moore. Hmm. Um, so I like personally. Eh, no, just kidding. <laughs> so I send I send this draft, but so I'm like I'm like sending it to Joe, and then Joe's like take like I guess I don't know if he like prints it out but like he like then takes it around to Alan's house <laughs> and like Alan like uh, looks at it and then so I'm, you get you're like emailing Joe going what does Alan think of this and then Joe's like replying you going I took it around to Alan's earlier and then uh, and like and like you know the show that and Alan says this and Alan says that and it's it's like such a surreal yeah expert that I'm like I don't even know if he exists like <laughs> yeah. it could just be Joe like Joe's just created this fictional like character um, but it was like that, I love that pro. I, like, I just imagine like, that process of working with him must be so insane because it's just yeah. I mean I, I guess I don't know if it works like that for like Kevin O'Neill or if he just goes to his house or something but like I just love the idea that you yeah, just email this dude that like lives around the corner from him <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's, everyone's different you know like uh, uh, it, was some, it was one thing like you know I'm all you know art crowd and whatnot, and um had a really hard time um, when we were doing Savage Town because Phil Phil's a very quiet guy, like, uh, and he he'd had a kid. He's I just had a baby around the same time as well, so he's not like a guy who really hustles. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I'd say I I am, and because I'm hustling and he's not, I felt like I'm I'm not trying to dump. I'm not trying to like take it's all nice. the credit for it's this, nice. you know. Yeah, like yeah. I put his name ahead of mine <laughs> on the book. Um, and uh, Gavin's a little quiet too. Like I talked to Gavin like when the bug body is coming out. I'm like, just you know. 
feel free to just if you tweet something I'll retweet like just you know yeah. be you own the book as much as you can because like I'm going to in order to push it but yeah. I don't want to be drowning you out you know yeah. um uh and it, it's it's tough cuz like you know uh you like for all the complaints of our credit whatnot like you know in a lot of the cases as much as like you can blame x y and z or the press or whatnot a lot of it is artists not fucking stepping up and owning their shit you know that's not the main problem but it's much more of a problem than like you know it's because writers are very loud though writers they like to hear themselves (sighs) talk true and artists (laughs) tend to kind of hide behind their work and 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 I, i totally understand that but like it's just there's just too much stuff right now. You can't you can't afford to step behind. There your is work, a there is think. a problem of there is like an actual problem of writers, like beyond artists because writers will tag their artists. But like, and part of it is maybe that the writers genuinely don't even know who else is working on the book with them. Mm. But it's like the amount of times you see colorists and not to push let let cred, but like let but like you see like colorists and letters like not included in like the promotion for these books and stuff. Yeah, and it's just like but like. I can see an argument if you want to make an argument as to why you only want like two names in the cover of a comic book or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, I can see the pushing, argument. When but... you're pushing your thing, yeah. and it's like you haven't even in some cases like these people are like haven't even bothered to find out who else is working on the mm. Or in most cases like it costs nothing to tag somebody. Like yeah. it doesn't you know, if it's like, oh, there's only so many characters in a tweet. Yeah. Tag somebody, no problem. I, I would say like if I ever like I do leave out letters sometimes if I'm talking about something, but in those cases, it's only when I don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. you know, I or think, I, I, don't, you know. I don't, like some people don't even. Some people like I genuinely like I don't, don't think they know that they're working with that person. Yeah, because they just you know it's the same thing they just hand in their script whenever and then like mm. a page the, comes back. Coming from the you know from having written stuff like for like uh, the big two, like I can also get it that if I that was a lot of work and it was a lot of. Uh, brain power if I was doing four other books yeah be a lot harder to keep track like is Clayton doing this one or is Joe doing that yeah. one or I can see how it would be harder I mean I personally would like tend to like ask to work with one yeah, yeah, yeah. for that reason even just to kind of keep a level find, of consistency I find the lettering stuff at Marvel particularly like super interesting because mm. I remember seeing Joe Caramagna for one of the I think it was one of the Spider-Man books and someone was like Joe lettered this and he rep- and it was like a particular, particularly interesting like layout it was like Spider-Man like swinging through the, the city mm-hmm. and the, like, the balloons were like laid behind the buildings as he went, which is quite cool. Um, and then Joe was like, oh, I, only, I, didn't even, I didn't do the balloons or anything. I just put the text on the page and then someone else did the balloons. Okay. Which is not the standard for no, him. No, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's standards. Yeah, but I was like, That's, and I remember speaking to Clayton and Clayton was like, sometimes you'll just have someone like pick up yeah, your yeah. book, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. you know, you're working under a studio. So it's like, mm-hmm. but the whole point of that is that then you get these like, I can use homo- homogenized for the second time today. You get the homogenized look of just the the Marvel lettering is just the same thing, like from mm. book to book, essentially. You know, well, I mean, I, mean I think a lot of I think a lot of that just comes down to production because I know the, the, I'm sure maybe format, one yeah. guy's on holiday yeah. and the book is late, so it has to go. To, so I don't yeah. think you know, like it's not a case where anyone just like I don't I know that they all have their books, but I think what happens is say one guy is has a holiday booked yeah. and the book was supposed no, to be no, in I the mean, week but, before. I mean, but, and but, but because of the studio approach, like you end up getting this very like, you, it's like the indie books, sure. The indie style Marvel books all have like the same look. The, yeah. The, you know, like the X books have all now got the same mm. look. And the, the, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a, there's, there's positive reasons for that too. I think like I would want the X books to kind of no, feel I'm a not, little I'm bit different. No, I'm not having, I'm not. No, I'm I know, not, I know you're not. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying it's just like, it's just a little like, it's it's that's the one place where I, where I'd love to do a book, but also at the same time, I'm sure that I would find the experience of doing a book there yeah. not anywhere near as much fun. Yeah, probably. But also, I would then it, I could get to tell someone that like, oh, I did Spider Man, 
when yeah. they go, do you, do you do comics? You go, yeah, the ones I've heard of, and you go, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, I mean, look, I mean, it's, it's same with me. Like, you know, like I, 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 the biggest book I've did was probably Wolverine, but yeah. like it wasn't really my book. It was Steve McNiven's, and you know, because like, and that's why people were buying it. Yeah. Um, you know, Moon Knight, we managed to stake out our own thing. So, like, yeah. I think the bigger the character, the less likely you can really do something yeah. interesting, just for for multiple reasons. Yeah. Not, 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 not because I'm being cynical um, and there's something like I'm working on now and I realise like I, I you know it's better to just carve out your own space and just do something that you you're, you're, you enjoy and you can push yourself yeah. rather than you know no one's no one's looking for you to revolutionise the lettering on Spider-Man you know but are they? No, they're not. No, they're not. Some would, but effectively, no, they're not, they're not. most of the people reading Spider-Man don't give a crap yeah. about the writing or yeah, the art, yeah, yeah. really. They just you like Spider-Man. I, I, the other thing I find is really cool, but like from an exciting point of view, is like when... As, oh, that was it. It was someone someone who watched Watch Your Fall Naked, that was it. And they were like, they said they, they, you know, they've been, they've been buying comics for like 30 years. And they said they'd never... Consi- like they were like, I can't remember which episode it was. Uh, but they were like, I've been reading comics for like 30 years and never even like thought to think about any of this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, you're not, you know, you're not supposed to. It's not. It yeah. Yeah. That's quite true. Like to make you look at the way they're created. Exactly. Like, to, with all the art credit stuff and like, like, uh, you know, and it's, to, it's to specific people. Yeah. Readers, it's not their job to know this. Yeah. Do I don't need to know that Roger Deakins is a cinematographer, yeah, you know, yeah. I choose because I'm interested in that. Yeah. Most people just watch the movie and either enjoy it or not. We're well, not no. supposed to see these elements of it unless it's, you know, yeah. unless it's that kind of film. And with that, I'll stop recording. <laughs> Whew, that was a long one, but a good one, right? Um, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to uh, Michael Doig for producing the episode, uh, for Hass for taking the time to talk to me, and for you guys for listening. And uh, I'll catch you for the next very special tape deck, actually. Um, I'll bring it out next month, so uh, look forward to that. 